welcome back to Platonic Life Me. I'm Whitney. And I'm Melissa. Welcome, everybody. I want to start off this episode of Platonic Life Mates with a friendship fact. And here is um, this week's friendship fact. Um, we often wish in that we often wish that our best friends were also our siblings. Well, in a recent study, um, it suggests that that's actually partly true, that close friends potentially share at least 1% of their DNA, making them as close genetically as fourth cousins. And then also researchers at Yale and the University of California, San Diego, took data from 2,000 people and found that the chemistry that draws friends together might stem from shared DNA. And in fact, that could help explain the evolution of friendship. So Whitney, we might actually be related. We might be fourth cousins. Wow. How about that? That's weird. (laughs) Ew, that's kind of weird. I know. And because like, there's no, you know, I don't, I I know fourth cousins. I don't know how far back that is, but we are, our, our families are in no way related. So like, I think if I had a brother, you could have potentially married my brother, like, and we would have been Ew. married your fourth cousin, you know, there's no, so I don't know, but it's just interesting. Oh, I feel like we use that word too much. It's, um, oh yeah, that's our word. It's, <laughs> it's, what was our other word that we came up with instead? I don't know. I think I said spellbind, spellbind. spellbind. I don't remember the other one. Intriguing. So I'm going to start calling you, instead of my, my BFF forever or my platonic life mate, I'm going to start calling you cuz. Hey cuz, how are you doing today? So cuz, how was your week? My week was fairly uneventful. Um, how was my week? I had a, a stomach bug at the beginning. Um, so that was then. Now the baby has it. So that's been real fun today. I've changed, I think, like 20 diapers. Uh, I've been vomited on. I can't get that smell out of my nose. So now I'm really paranoid that I have poop and vomit on me. I don't think I do. I really don't think I do. But I keep smelling it. And I just think want like I, a hot, steamy shower. Oh, I just, I really want to shower real bad. Uh, and then I actually threw out a rug from the living room because it just, I couldn't get the smell out of it. So it's sitting on our front porch because I didn't have shoes on. So I rolled it up and stuck it on our front porch and moved back hillbillies. It's fine. I'm, it's fine. I'm fine with it. It's um, a rug. It's not like a car on uh, bricks or something in your yeah, front yard. It's, it's not a fine. toilet like sitting out there. It's just a rug. I'll we'll move it to the trash can tomorrow when it's not dark and I have like shoes on and stuff. Um, uh, yeah. Um, I don't think anything bananas happened, just that. We, oh, I got that, tried some new products from a really natural and all organic um, cosmetic and skincare line called Coco Kind. I put some of that on our Instagram stories, just like a quick little snippet. Um, so I've been using that for a couple days and actually I'm kind of digging it. Um, for $14, you get a 10-day trial of some of their skincare products uh and I'm liking it so far it is very like witchy 
basic, organic, <laughs> natural stuff. So everything on the label you can read and you're like, oh, I know exactly what that is. Um, and when you first like squirt it out, you're like, this smells like the earth. Hmm. Um, <laughs> but it That's doesn't okay. last. Yeah, it's fine. So I think if you're used to like, that than, like a heavy, fakey perfume. Well, exactly. Like, ugh, I hate that. So I think if you're used to like other products initially, you're like, oh, what? Um, this smells like ladybugs, but it doesn't make, it doesn't last. So I don't walk around all day smelling like ladybugs. Um, but what my, do ladybugs uh, smell like? they smell, they have like an earthy smell. It's not like bad. It's just like, 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 like dirt. Kind of. Like, yeah. like the outside after a spring rain kind of. Yeah. They smell, they have like a very, I don't know how to describe it. Go smell a ladybug. I don't know what to tell you. If you don't know what ladybugs smell like, I can't help you with that. But I mean, it's that I find that just walking up to a ladybug and smelling her would be kind of rude. How do you get how do you get a ladybug's consent to sniff her? Well, you just ask her. Consent is a very easy thing to get, Melissa. You shouldn't be scared of getting consent. Just ask. So how do you get you consent from a ladybug? She's just gonna stare at me like she will appreciate you asking. True. Fair. Okay, okay. You're making this overcomplicated. Consent is very simple. Um, okay. But yeah, so I I was kind of like, oh, that smells a lot earthier than I thought it would. But my skin feels super soft, really moisturized all day. I kind of keep rubbing my face like a creeper. Um, and then I got some stuff for the baby, too. He has really bad eczema in the winter, and it's flaring up again. So they have some baby products, and I got one of their uh, big old moisture sticks, and I've been putting on his stuff, and it's starting to look less scaly. So I am optimistically um, going down this path. I will keep you updated. Okay. But so far, I'm, like, kind of excited about it. Okay. Yeah, so that's just my week in a nutshell. Uh, vomiting, pooping, getting rid of rugs, and smelling like ladybugs. Have you been tempted to try a vanilla frosting? No, fuck that shit. I'm still not on board. <laughs> I just want to check in because I, I, you know, I just, I was wondering, you know, what I want to see which one of us is going to fall first. Oh, it won't be me. We know this. No. <laughs> Challenge accepted. Um, my week. Uh, I had a pretty okay week, all things considered, compared, you know, especially compared to the past couple of weeks. Um, so I'm a volleyball coach. We had, um, we've had a couple different tryouts over the past week. So, um, I like how you say always you're a volleyball coach. Like, I don't know. I mean, I know you're just like um, everyone else, but you're like, so I'm a volleyball coach. Like, bitch, I'll I know. Mind you because it's my excuse for like the next six months when people are like, you want to go do X, Y, Z? And it's like, no, I have volleyball. Sorry. <laughs> it's either practice or something. Yeah. Um, I call, I call the winter like my hibernation period. Cause even my, like my close neighbors don't see me because I'm always either inside my house or I'm, I'm gone. Like I'm not social that much during this time of year. Um, so, but tryouts are so stressful. Cause it's always like, you know, we're a very competitive uh, volleyball club. And so, like, we're looking for really strong volleyball players. And so you're always, you know, there's always going to be people who don't make a team. And it's, you know, and some of them are really young teams. So you're just kind of, you know, I mean, you're, you're breaking some hearts and stuff like that. So it's always just a stressful time. But all tryouts for all of our age groups are over. So now we're, like, looking forward to scheduling tournaments and practices. So it's kind of like the fun stuff is starting. I always, I always 
you know, try not to throw that necessary evil, but I just, I don't enjoy them. So, um, did that, um, finish that up, um, this past week had our, like our signing night for the little, for the younger girls. We do like a signing night where they, we take pictures of them signing, signing, like fake signing a contract. And it looks Aww. like, you know, like a college intent letter and it's just fun for their parents and stuff to get those. So that's all done. So moving forward with practices and stuff. Um, I had an appointment this week with, my psychiatrist my therapist I go like twice a month so um I always it's always stressful but I always kind of leave there feeling better and she's actually suggested I'm going to start a new thing this is this is what I want to tell you it's a new a new project I'm not project but new thing I'm trying she wants me to start journaling and writing down um (laughs) writing down a lot of things and even like past things like going over things and we're going to talk about things like that so I decided and I don't know why I think it always just God I get roped into Pinterest like you just scroll Pinterest you just scroll it oh my gosh gosh so I decided that like well if I'm going to journal because I she's like you got to write down your feelings and I said well you know it's going to just be pages and pages sometimes of in different fonts and angry lettering, this sucks, this sucks, this sucks. And she's like, that's fine. So I decided, well, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do, have you seen like Pinterest or just online anywhere, the like dot journals where it's like a little dot grid on your paper and it helps you like be a little more creative in what you write and how you like structure things? No. Okay. Well, that's my new thing. So, you know, uh, Pinterest look up uh, dot journals and you'll see. So it's I'm 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 ready to try this. So I I ordered that off of Amazon and it came today. So that's my that's my next thing. Um, so dot journaling is my new project or new undertaking. It'll last a week. I'll get bored. I'll get but it's just it's it's a fun thought, right? Um, and then right now there is a trend on Facebook. I don't understand this, but it. I, I go between like, oh, I hate this. It pisses me off between then also side of like, why do I really care? So I don't, I don't really know how I feel, but I'm sharing it anyway. So this is hunting season. I thought I got away from that because I don't live in the sticks, but apparently even people in the city are hunters. Okay. So I keep seeing all these like events. Um, you know, you, you see events like in your area, there's all these events and they're for whatever they're like craft shows or like girls nights with like wine and like, nail part like people who sell like the nail stuff and the scentsy stuff like these like vendor events but they're all called um hunting widows weekend and it's just like i i it's frustrating because yeah. uh i well and i and yesterday i um so one i one of my friends who's also a widow she she called she didn't want to talk she called me and she was crying we were talking on the phone for probably two hours and she was crying because she was like going, she was invited by her friend to go to this event. And it's like a girl's night thing last night. But it ended up being, it was called like hunting, hunting, hunting widow night or something like that. And she's just like, this isn't, you're not a widow, you know? And yeah. it's just, it was, I don't know, I hate the term triggering, but she was just blindsided by it. So I encourage anyone who ha- is running one of these events just to find a different name. Because you're not a widow. Your husband has a hobby. I didn't call myself uh, my husband works in IT weird hours widow you know what I mean so just find a different name so that's just my my week and my pet peeve of the week how's that your beef of the week I don't I, I, saw, your, I saw your post and I was just was like that's disgusting like, so I I made that post I made that post well for my, my friend I, that my friend that called me but then also so 
I don't know if I want to say this. I'll, I'll be really general. So actually, and one of, so someone I'm friends with, and not just passively friends with, like someone uh, who was a, a former teammate, either high school or co- I'm not going to pinpoint, but she's running one of these events and it's, and she's calling it this. And I was just like, that's a really big miss. Like you, yeah. you know, someone who's a widow, you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, and I guess like, I, and I, I, it's I, not something small. Like, no, and I guess, Take the widow oh, thing. Someone has lost a spouse, and you're being like, "Oh, I've lost my spouse to hunting." Like, it's a it's a weekend. Like, I get it. It sucks. Like, he's gone, and maybe you have kids, and you have to take care of the kids. By your, but it's, I mean, it's also real life. Like, yeah. it sucks. And I've, imagine, like, at least he's coming home on Sunday or next week or whatever, whatever it is, right? Yeah. And I just, and I get it. I get it. It's kind of like kitschy and like, ha, like I get it. Like, I get it. I really, really do. I understand why it's like funny, and it's like these like. You know, like a lot of the images for these events are like deer antlers with like really pretty flowers, like girly antlers. I get it. I really, really do. But it's just a miss. Yeah. It's just, it's a hard miss. And um, I guess I would kind of equate it with like people who um, post like fake ultrasounds on um, like April Fool's. And you're like, and you know, some people kind of get up, you know, bothered by it who have fertility issues and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So, I mean, it's kind of up there with that kind of thing. So I, 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 I hesitate saying like I'm offended by this because I'm really not offended by it. it affects me in no way. Like someone could walk up on the street and like cuss me out and call me every every name you want. You know what I mean? And it wouldn't really affect because I don't really care about other people's opinions, but I care about this because I, I I saw firsthand like how much it was affecting someone. Yeah. And it's just it's just it's just a miss. Like yeah. just think about that. You know? So well because sorry to go on a tangent. No, because it's just something of like. You think you're just being like cute and funny with words, but words right. matter. And like, I get what you're saying because because I'm in this world all the time with what I do. Like, mm-hmm. this, you know, this is like my job, so I get it. Like, I, I just was teaching a class for somebody, and I was talking about how like it's appropriate in work and what to say, and like things like calling somebody like, "What are you crazy?" and just why saying things like mm-hmm. that isn't like we in this house teach or teaching, you know, little miss, like that's, you know, that's something we don't say. That's not something nice um, to right. say because you never know who's around you. And one student uh-huh. didn't understand. And he was just like, well, why couldn't I say that? I was like, well, just yeah. think about what it is that you're trying to articulate with these words. And you never know who's around you. And like, right. why is it so important that you cling to this one word or idea? And, yeah. and the word that you're using actually could be someone's identity or could can really mean something to somebody and has been a label Mm -hmm. on somebody and you're now using that as something else that's either been demeaned or taken away and so just think about that so I it's it's highly used and I would even say like because it's highly used it's almost trite and so if you're going to have an event like put more effort into it and like think of like a because you know what I mean because it's all over I see all kinds of them so right. come up with like a better name and I have seen and I honestly and I have seen some better ones uh, I mean they're still kind of cutesy but it just I think is okay like I think one of them was something like oh when you know he's away hunting the buck we're gonna spend the dough or oh, yeah. you know, like a play on buck and dough and I'm like or like you know um 
you know, when the buck's away, the doe will play or something like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I was just like, okay, they're still kind of silly and cute, but they're also, I mean, unless a deer can read the internet, the deer's not going to be insulted. So, exactly. Like, I guess, being I guess, a widow, I, there's been some trauma. I mean, yeah. let, let's be honest. It's, it's, for someone to have that label, there's been trauma. For your husband to just be out spending a lot of time away from the house, um, that sucks. He has a hobby. He has exactly. a hobby. So you know, you're yeah, like you're, you're being abuse to this mm-hmm. situation, and yeah. So that's why I decided to kind of make a generalized statement on it. I have seen now. I have seen some people who are a lot more. What's the word? Um, direct than I am I saw some people posting like are other widows allowed to attend or only if my husband died in a hunting accident like that's that's a I mean that's a that's a that's some ice water dumped on it that's a dose of reality it makes you go well Mm -hmm. shit I didn't think that through did I that's kind of awesome I guess I don't know any, you know, I know several widows and it's weird that like, and I know a lot of several, I know several young widows. I think a lot of people know widows, but usually they're older. So I, yeah. you know, just from a world you didn't know existed, there's a lot of us, but um, I don't know any widows personally that husbands who have died in a hunting accident, but could you imagine that's the way your husband actually died too? Oh, yeah. Cause I'm sure there are, I'm sure it happens. Accidents oh, yeah. happen every day. And that would be like just shit balls. Yeah. Oh, you know? bad. Yeah, I think like so, whoever did this did not think this through. Uh, people get killed in hunting accidents. I mean, if you Google like hunt, there's all there's like merchandise like hunting widow like shirts with deer antlers on them. So again, like I'm not tri- I hate the word triggered, but I'm not like insulted. It doesn't affect me, but it's just still like it's just still it's a miss. I, I mean, I guess that's the that's the gentlest way to say it. it's just a miss. Like be more creative. Like if everyone's doing it, like then make your event stand out. You know. Yeah. Just yeah. like come up with a better name. Be creative. You know, like last week I when I made up the game for us, I didn't call it like, oh, Aries versus Sagittarius. Like I made a funny name for it. Like challenge yourself and make your event stand out. If your event is like everyone else or your you know, girls' night is like everyone else's, like, well you're then then why bother? Because you're just like everyone else and I'll just go to the other one then. So end of rant. Let's move on. Okay. <laughs> Oh, actually, I have one more thing to add about my week, okay. sort of. Okay. So, <clears throat> I got a I got a compliment about um, our podcast. Oh. But she referenced this, uh, and she's like, I mean this in the nicest way possible. Uh-oh. And you're like, oh, God. You know, it's one of those things that's like a backhanded compliment. I was like, I was prepared for it. No, but she's a sweetheart, so I didn't think. But she goes, uh, I mean this in the best way possible. I'm, en- I'm enjoying your podcast. Because it's mindless listening. I can just enjoy it. It's like a conversation with friends. Okay, well, that's what, okay. And that's I was cool. like, that's what it's supposed to be. It is supposed to be exactly. a conversation with friends. And, yeah. then, yeah. and I, I don't take mindless as in, like, duh. I just think it's like, yeah. it's, you know, it's kind of like when you were talking about um, the show Veep. And I said, is it, a, is it a background show or is it a show that I have to pay attention to? And you're like, it could be, but it's like you should pay attention to. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, it's so, just too good to like not, but you can right. just put it yeah. Exactly. Oh, and it's, you know, it's kind of how the things like what we're talking about is not some plot to like, a, we're not you know, enacting a murder mystery every week. We oh have to follow God. wrong word for word. It's just a conversation. Yeah. And I, and I didn't, so, and that's how I took it, but I could see where she was like, that's I really made funny. this nice way possible. <laughs> so. I love it. But that's what it's supposed to be. She's also, 
she was also one of the two people who told me the week before that she likes Vanilla Frosty, and um, oh, wow. and so okay. she was, she texted me that, and then she was like, "Who's the other person that likes Vanilla Frosty?" <laughs> so the I know she's freak. listening. The other freak who likes Vanilla Frosty. Yeah, weirdos. Ugh. They're actually, and what's funny is they're both. Um, it's it's uh, Amanda and, and Linda. They're both really good friends too. So it's funny too. So they like. She's like, I knew, I knew it was her. <laughs> you brought the freaks here. See, it's only you're the one that knows the freaks, not me. All the freaks are up north, and the weirdos yeah. are down south. Mm. <laughs> mm. Although I know Linda, but only because of yeah. you. So, okay. So, right. I have a little game for you this week. It's not creatively okay. named because I've been cleaning up poop. So that's a myth. You should try harder. Make your event better than everyone else's. Then it's called <laughs> poopy pants or vomit shirt. That's what the game okay. is called. Okay. Ew. Is it for smell test? Because I forfeit. And if you win, you either get the poopy pants or the vomit shirt. No. It's better than a vanilla frosting. Well, yeah, that's true. In honor of American Royal, the book we read okay. for today's episode and will discuss henceforth. Uh, henceforth. Henceforth. I'm very regal. Yeah, because I'm royal AF. Uh, okay, so today's game is, it's actually called um, The Royal Whoopsie or Final Destination Death. Okay? Oh my gosh. So, what you have to do, I will read you a death, and you have to tell me if it is how a real royal died, or if it was a death from a Final Destination movie. I've only seen one of those movies. I don't give a shit. You still have to tell Actually, me. I've yeah, seen I don't one. Know if I saw a movie. I don't. It think. was. It might have been Idle Hands. It has like a similar plot because it had Devin Sawa in it because oh, he was Devin my childhood. Sawa. Do you not know how to pronounce his name? He is. He's not hot anymore. He's, he's like, not. He looks, no, he's not. But he was so hot when he was little. Okay, I'm sorry. Okay. I'm ready. So, okay. Okay. So, yeah. I see the a royal whoopsie or a final destination. Oh, okay. okay. I'm going to be absolutely atrocious, but here we go. No, I think, I'm ready. I, think, I believe in you. I believe in you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Your first. Your first death. This is so morbid. This was the mood. This was the mood I was in this week. Oh. I like how we go from like being uh, critical of uh, hunting widows to death. You know, this is fun. This is this is the shit I wanted to do this week. Okay, so your first one: dying on the toilet. Oh, royal oopsie. You're right. And it actually was two. George the second and Catherine the Great both died on the toilet. <laughs> Didn't Elvis die on the toilet too? He did. He was the king. He was the king. Yeah, he was the king. I would have argued that one. I, I, I would have argued it if it was wrong. Fair enough. All right. Your next one. Uh where'd it go? I'm sorry, I can't read my own writing because it's horrible. Okay. I did that too. A collapsing throne. Isn't that like a toilet? Is that a toilet or a no. literal throne? <laughs> like a, like a, a chair. Uh, a collapsing throne. So I'm not sure why there'd be a throne in a uh, Final Destination movie. Again, I haven't seen them. So I'm going to go with Royal Whoopsie again. Okay. You would be right. 
So a Hungarian a Hungarian king in 1063, Bella or Bella the first, uh, sat on his wooden throne. It fell on top of him, and then he died from the injuries of the throne falling on top of him. How far did he fall? What type of I don't know. Too many questions. You know what? I didn't. I just I didn't delve right into it. Okay. Uh, third one: decapitation. Oh. I would definitely the French royals. I could have both probably. Well, I mean, French it could be both. Right. There were lots of decapitations in Final Destination, so I didn't go into too much detail here. So, so I mean, Final, uh, yeah, Final Destination. So it was technically Final Destination, but I would have given okay. it to either way. There are lots of gotcha. decapitations in Final Destination, yeah. and they're real creative. I recommend you YouTube it. It's, uh, it's Isn't there? Funny. I think like, the name of the famous death in Final Destination is like the log truck or something, too. Oh, there's so many. Oh, God. I, I watched them and I was like, well, I'm not hungry. This is cool. Um, spaghetti and ravioli now? Yeah. <laughs> Cooked in a tanning bed. Ooh. Oh, that's Final Destination. Yeah. I think that yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, Royals, I mean, if they probably do, but we don't know. They don't advertise their tanning bed. Habits. True. Uh, killed by a monkey. <laughs> I have no idea. Um, Final Destination. No, that is a royal monkey. Oh, who? And it is a 20th century royal whoopsie. King Alexander of Greece in 1920 took a walk in the royal garden with his dog. His dog was attacked by a monkey. He stepped in to save his dog. Another monkey came and was like, Fucker, don't mess with my brother. Bit him multiple times, and then those bites got inf- He died. Did the dog live? I don't know. I didn't say. Oh, that's the, I'm sorry, but that's the only thing I care about. I know. Oh, no, the puppy lived. I don't know. But the king died from, yeah, died. from monkey bites in 1920. I know. Um, are there just, is there places in the world like Greece? Like, okay, maybe, maybe our places in the world. But why are there just wild monkeys in Greece? Because, I don't know, they're just around. I'm not in charge of, you know, the monkey population. Well, I need more detail. <laughs> You're interrupting the flow of this. Sorry, okay. I'm, I'll do better. I'll do better. Okay. Okay, laser eye surgery. Final destination. It is. And it gets very... Okay. It's very intense. So the, the LASIK machine, she's locked in. The LASIK machine goes berserk and starts burning her eyeball. And then she finally gets out of it, and her friends bust in, and she's like, help me! And then her shoe breaks, and then she falls out the window. And so that's what actually kills her, <laughs> is the fall out the window. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. So it's quite the turn. You're like, oh, my God, this laser machine is going to burn into her brain. And then she gets out, and you're like, oh. And then she falls out I the wanna window. Ask, I want to ask a question, but I don't want to get yelled at. But where was the doctor? He, I don't know. I think he they hadn't started yet. Like the machine turned oh. itself on. It's 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 all bullshit. Like, it was a ghost machine. It was. Um, locked in a rice box. A like rice a, box? a rice chest. I'm sorry, not a box. Um, a rice chest. A royal whoopsie. It was a royal whoopsie. Okay. So in. 1762, the king of Korea, his son, was a legit sociopath, and he was like, this fucker can't be king, because he's, like, murdering and raping people. So he locked him in a rice chest, and he let him die of starvation for eight days. Okay. Mm -hmm. I mean, 
props to like recognizing that, I guess. Yeah, I mean, you can't have a crazy asshole murdering people. I'm sure there were a lot of royals that were off because of issues like that in yeah. history. We just don't know about. Oh yeah. Uh, death by acupuncture. Um, Final Destination. It was, and technically, it was actually a giant Buddha statue. So he was in getting acupuncture, and then a fire started, and then he falls. And you're like, ow, that must have hurt, but the acupuncture needles don't kill him. And then he slides over, and then a giant Buddha on the shelf. The shelf falls, and then the giant Buddha squishes his head and kills him. Okay. So there you go. Good job. Okay. You did pretty good. I didn't keep track because I don't really care how many you got right or wrong. You did really well. I got one wrong, so that's better than you did last week, just saying. You know what? This was an easier game, dude. <laughs> If you say so. There you go. So, um, this episode, uh, we're going to kind of go over the book that we both read this week called American Royals by Catherine McGee. Um, kind of the premise of the story is um, when America won the Revolutionary War, someone, and in the book they reference the person, but I don't remember, and there's someone... Um, they they ask and they asked uh, George General George Washington to be the king of America and he accepts. And the story is present day. It's you know 250 years later and the Washingtons are still the royals. They still rule um, America and um, some laws have changed and we're getting ready to have um, America's first uh, queen. So like um, the main one of the main characters in the book is named Beatrice and she is the first um, child of the current king of America and um, her grandfather actually passed the law and changed the law that it will be that the crown will go to the first child not just to the first male so um, uh, the, the the book starts with a prologue and I actually and I'll see what if you what you think too Whitney but the book starts with a prologue that I find kind of I thought it was really well written honestly because it's written in the way of like it's to kind of make us understand that what we know of America never happened um and it it, it talks about like um uh how I don't know if I'm trying to think how I put it they talk about like oh not like other nations, you know, have they elected officials and stuff like that, because we all know that's crazy and that never would have happened. And it implies that other nations who have followed suit since America, you know, we got our independence and we have a president that other other monarchy, monarchies have went to elected officials. They're basically saying that doesn't happen. And it, I, I thought it was interesting to kind of put in place that is that is that true? Is it because of how you know America started and how we have our elected officials that that inspired other nations to kind of follow suit? But because we because America didn't do that in this book, other nations didn't. So I just found that prologue pretty interesting. What did you think, Whitney? Yeah, yeah, I liked it. I thought it was it was an interesting thought of like we are uh yeah because we have done this and it's have other yeah, and like, democracy and it, right and in like the prologue it talks about like um you know historians and experts like to debate the topic of well what would have happened if america would have went a different route you know and it's you know but it ends like we all know that would happen. <laughs> yeah so. so and then so it starts in present day it's 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 her in the um the the first daughter of the king is named Beatrice and it kind of follows her story um, her sister's story. Um, and her name is Samantha. I just lost it. Samantha. <laughs> Sam. 
Samantha. And then um, Samantha is actually a twin. Her twin brother is named Jefferson. Um, and the book, so the narrators of the book are um, Beatrice, Samantha, Samantha's best friend, Nina, and then um, Jefferson's girlfriend um, named Daphne. So, so those are like the four main narrators. So each chapter is kind of from a different character's perspective. Yeah. Is that, is that just four, right? Ex-girlfriend Daphne. Daphne. Oh, yes, true. Yeah, yeah. they're Daphne already broken up. The They've been broken up for like six months. So the book starts, and um, Beatrice has just finished college. She is back home in the Washington Palace, which is where, um, I think it's on the original site of Mount Vernon, George Washington's home. Um, she's back there, and her um, brother and sister are just returning. They had just finished high school, and they're just returning on, like, uh, traveling around the world, like, celebrating, um, graduating high school. And it's just, um, I'm trying to think. It's so, just kind of how it starts. So, yeah, we start, Beatrice is in... So we open up, Beatrice is in this like cabinet meeting with her dad. It's the night of this annual Queen's Ball, which is this like big yearly thing. It's like the event everyone wants to be at. Um, so we kind of meet Beatrice. We start hearing her point of view on stuff. Um, yeah, she's wrapped up at Harvard. So she's a smarty pants. Um, and so we kind of hear a little bit from her point of view. Um, wraps up the meeting and then her dad asks her to stay after the cabinet meeting wraps up and her mom comes in uh, and then they ambush her. They're like, Beatrice, are you, are you seeing anybody we don't know about? She's like, what? You know, the answer to that is no. And they're like, okay, we knew that. So here's a binder, a binder full of men. Uh, (laughs) Because we basically think that you need to start thinking about picking somebody to marry. Because you're going to be queen, bitch. And you need a king. Because America is not ready for a lady queen. So. Yeah, and that's kind of the yeah. thing. It's kind of like, well, there's like diehards who like would rather her Je- her brother Jefferson be be the um the king instead of her. And it's just... I mean, it's interesting because it is, I mean, there's still sexism in the world. I mean, because it's present day and, you know, there's still, we just still deal with sexism. So I'm like, it's pretty spot on. Like I could see it. Like we haven't had a female president yet. And I could like, and I'm sure when we do, there's going to be like comments about her being a woman and like, how could she be the president when she bleeds every month and stuff like that? You know, it's just, oh, yeah. yeah, it didn't feel so, too, it didn't feel too off. You were like, okay. okay. Um, and the, uh, the folder is all these like pre, and there are, uh, there's all kinds of, you know, uh, there are dukes and other like noble people of of America, and uh, like one of yeah. them I think is like the Duke of or will inherit the Duke the Dukedom of Boston or and yeah. stuff like that. So it's really interesting to kind of hear and these different places. You know, there's the the Count of Orange, which I was like Orange, I couldn't like place it. I think, but I think it's like, it's like, like out County. west California. Yeah, yeah. That is one thing I liked about this book so, was like all these like dukes and duchess and the all these like some little places around i'm like oh that's kind of fun like how would the country be broken up if we were a monarchy and like where would these places be and uh later on in the book she like redoes a little bit of historical things it would it was pretty cute i kind of liked that um yeah so basically beatrice is like this sucks 
this is stupid. I'm only 21. Uh, what the hell are you talking about? Looking for a husband. This is bananas. And I think she's insulted because she's spent her whole life like being raised how to be the queen. And now like her parents are basically telling her, yeah, but you still need a man by your side to do the job that you've been training your whole life for. Yeah. Yeah. Like for people to accept you to do this, you're going to need this too. So it's almost like, well, why did I waste, not waste, but yeah, why did I waste my childhood to prepare for this when it was all for naught? Because I just need, still need a man to do it for me. Anyway. Yeah. And then it was also heartbreaking, too, because she talked a little bit about her, so her grandfather, the one who um, kind of lifted the law that the the crown would pass to the firstborn son and now it would pass to the firstborn child. Um, she talks about on his deathbed, he talked to her and essentially he, you know, made her promise on his deathbed and it doesn't say how old she was, but she's like 21 or 22 now. So she was young. Um, but basically made her promise, like, you know, you're going to be queen. I've made sure of that. So I need you to promise uh, and always remember, you know, you're two people, you're Beatrice, the person, but you are also the queen. And if it comes down to it, you have to pick queen you have to pick country over Mm -hmm. being happy for yourself so promise me you'll do that and so she's talking about that and I'm like oh I'm sad for you so she's like okay well so at the end of this chapter it basically is she's just like well fuck it give me this binder I guess I have to uh pick a husband out of these eligible and qualified men cool and so what they want her to do is at least meet these men at this ball that's going to happen that night. Uh, yeah. So then we meet, we go to Nina, who is the Princess Sam's best friend, who's a commoner. Ooh, a commoner. Uh, and she is at college at the King's College, which is there in the, D- or the Mount Vernon, D.C. area. Yeah, I mean, I know, like, but, I mean, Mount Vernon's close to D.C. And it feels like everything like, takes place in D.C. Yeah. yeah. And, like, a lot of it, some of it takes place at the Washington Palace, and then there's also, like, the college, or the the Washington Palace, and then there's also the King's College, which seems like it's, like, in D.C. too. Yeah, I think that's D.C. metro area. So then we yeah. meet her, um, and she's at the college. Uh, she's doing the class thing. She works at the library. Um, you know, she's just a regular college kid. And then we learn a little bit about her and her friendship with Sam. So they've been friends since she was like 11. So a while. Or might have even been younger than that. I don't know numbers. Yeah. Um, they were young. They were little. They were little. Yeah. Might have yeah. Actually, yeah. I think you're right. I think it's actually younger. Um, and so she gives us a little background on when her salmon her and Sam met. Her mom was interviewing for a job at the palace and her babysitter got sick. So her mom had to bring her and she kind of like deposits her on a bench and is like, please sit here and be quiet. And Nina is like a good kid. So she's like, yep, will do. I'm just going to read this book. And then mm-hmm. Sam comes scurrying along as this little precocious princess who's like, I get in trouble. Starts talking to her. They run off and do something. Uh, spoiler alert. Her mom got the job at the palace. Um, you know what I like about Sam's mom is, and just how she's written, you know, she's not a main character at all, but, and it's not, 
she is, her mom's a lesbian. So she has two moms. She has a mom and a mama. And it's just stated. It's not, yeah. there's no like tiptoe around it or like my, you know, her parents are like, like, it's just stated. It's never explained. It's just stated. And I like how it's just very matter of fact. It's Me not, too. It's not, you know, the characters aren't based on like stereotypes of like lesbians. It's not like a pl- plot. It's just, it just is. They just happen to be lesbians and it just is what it is. And yeah. I really liked that. It was like, um, yeah, it was like the other people's parents were just parents. So it mm-hmm. wasn't like yeah. any other, yeah, I appreciated that. It was like any other parent. It wasn't like, yeah. Yeah, we didn't have to go into anything about it. They didn't it. lean into it or like make a point of like, see, we wrote, we wrote Ooh, a character that's, you know. like parents. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and like Nina, or there wasn't like anything where like Nina was made fun of because she had to like it was just it just was and everyone accepted it. It was just a normal part of life. No one cared. Yeah, I loved it. I did too. I really did appreciate that about this. Um, Yes, we learned that background. We learned that uh, Nina and then the two twins, the royal twins, were like really tight. Um, They all hung out. They were pretty much always, her and Sam were best friends, but her, Sam, and Jeff were pretty much always together in the palace. Nina went on, like, vacations with them and has been to, like, these balls, these queen balls, like, every year since they've been old enough to go. And, like, Mm -hmm. she's always in the palace hanging out. Um, And so she always, and in her, she keeps making, like, ref, like, kind of, like, just general references to something that happened, you know, over the summer, but like yeah. into the school year, but we don't go to detail. It's just something that happened. And you're like, Oh, what happened? What yeah. Happened? She keeps you know, mentioning something like, at the twins graduation party. Happened. Party. Yeah. And she hasn't told Sam and she, and it's put a little bit of a wedge between them. Uh, mm-hmm. But then the twins, you know, boop, the day after they went on their grand tour of Asia and she hasn't seen them since. Right, and you kind of and you kind of uh, get the impression that she's she thinks that it's time like she just has to move on with her life and that you know um, her best friend Sam is gonna you know she has to move like she's just kind of ready to you know she's made new friends at college because she's kind of assumed that her time with Sam and spending time with the Royals is over because Sam just kind of checks out on her a little bit. Yeah, and none of her new friends know she is friends with the Royals. She, mm-hmm. like, hasn't told any of them. Um, so she's, yeah, she's kind of keeping it on the down low. So she gets done with class. She's talking to her new friends, and she's outside, and then all of a sudden she sees a town car, and in the window there's a big sign, and it says Nina. And so she's like, oh, I have an appointment, guys. And so she <laughs> waits for them to leave. She hops into the car. It's Princess Sam. She's back from, I don't know, being fabulous in Asia. And, yeah. uh and they're like, oh, my God, I haven't seen you, blah, blah, blah. It's so good. Yay. Yeah, royal things. Uh, she basically comes there because she wants someone to go with her to the Queen's Ball. Like, she just assumes that Sam's going to go with her. Like, oh, I just came for you to do this with me. She doesn't ask her. She just kind of tells her yeah, in like, a way. Of course, you don't have anything else going on, so you're going to go with me. Um, yeah. And then mm-hmm. and, and she doesn't want to. You know, she's working at the library, and she just wants to kind of keep a low profile on things. Um, but she gets talked into it, and so she you know, she, she does. does end up going with her friend. She borrows a dress from Sam, and she goes. And then when they're there, Sam, um, Sam, not kind of, she ditches her. She just kind of disappears on her. She does. She does. Although I will say, when they're in the car, so they have been, ever since they were little, they found out that M&M's 
makes like different formulas for each country. So they've been trying each M&M from each country and Sam brings back M&Ms from whatever country she was in. I don't remember, like from Bangkok or something. Yeah. Um, and so that was sweet. Um, but yeah, so she talks her in and, and Nina decides, yep, okay, I will, I will go to this ball with you. Let's do it. <laughs> um, and then we meet... Daphne, who we learned. I can't stand this person. <laughs> she, oh, Daphne. She's in the making. Uh, she is. Daphne is um, the ex-girlfriend of Jefferson, and Jefferson is Sam's twin brother. So he's the, he, he's the, he's the person who would be the next crown if the law hadn't been changed. Um, that's really a non-issue. Like, he's not, I kind of, and I expected him to kind of be, like, like a brooding man who's like, I was supposed to be my job. I was supposed to be, but he doesn't really seem he's to give not. a shit. No, he's just like, actually, would have. And, and throughout the whole book, and you'll kind of see like throughout the whole book, the crown is like, it's not, no one, no one's like, Oh, like I should be the crown. I should be the Like, it's kind of like, it just is what it is. Like Beatrice is going to be the queen and no one questions it. Or like, you know, envies her or anything really, as far as like having the, like, she's the one who's going to inherit the crown, specifically Jefferson, who you think would, because yeah. he's the he's the first and only male of the current king, and he's just yeah there. But yeah, and he's but, the first um, person this new law affects. So yeah. he's the first male that like would ah oh, this crown's been stolen from me, and he like two shits does not give. Um, yeah, and even even Sam, who we'll talk about a little bit down the road, has serious like middle child syndrome. Uh, but like even in that, you don't get to cinch like she wants to be queen necessarily. Um, everyone just is like, nope, Beatrice is a Beatrice is queen. That's what she's been born to do. Cool. All right. When we meet Daphne, like you know right away that she's just uh, like scheming, conniving a hole. Like yeah. we just know right away. But and, I was like, reading whole... about her. I kept forgetting that she's at most eighteen. Like she's seventeen yeah. or eighteen, and I was yeah, like, yeah, she's because oh she's a senior in high school, right? There's this what? No, she's like thirty. Nope, she's like seventeen or no. eighteen. And that was the thing too. Is like throughout this whole book, like it's been a while since I read a YA book. Me too. And or at least reading like this, this book, I know why. <laughs> right, or, or one like this. I read some other ones that are uh, like Sarah J. Mass ones. The, the most recent ones yeah. I've read, and they're very different. Uh, and so yeah. yeah, I was like, oh, that's why I haven't read one like this in a while because I kept going, what is wrong with you? And then I was like, oh, that's right. Really I know. Serious. It was just like, and I even said like it reminds me. I think I told you. I think I texted you like one day during the week. I was like, the whole thing reminds me of like Gossip Girls and Pretty Little Liars, and we're like all of the problem, not all of the problems necessarily, but at the time earlier in the book, all of these people's problems could be solved if people would just have a goddamn conversation and Seriously. just talk about shit. Just fucking talk. Just like have a conversation and be like, um, so I'm feeling this way. And the person's like, no, 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 that's not what this is. It's actually this. Oh, okay, cool. Boom, done. Of course, then you wouldn't have a book. But still, I just, yeah, no. So we meet Daphne, and Daphne is basically, you know, planning and scheming how to get Jefferson back because her her whole life has been revolved around getting a crown. But she's not even gonna. I mean, she, if she gets a crown, sure, but she's not gonna be a queen. She's gonna be the princess. Like and like the princess, like third down, like not even a real princess, like a, a married into yeah. third down the line princess of like like two people. And at first, understand. I first I at first I thought like, oh, this bitch is gonna be a diabolical. Like she's like 
gonna like poison people and no she just whines she just whines and spins a little bit but not enough i needed her to to actually do anything even her even her schemes that work they work because someone was dumb not because they were good like she's not even good at scheming but we meet her and it's not even really she's just her whole her whole character is um portraying like prim and proper and really good like she volunteers at a hospital and but all the time she's conniving like she works with the press to get pictures in the paper she she you know follows she has um uh like notes on her phone every time something goes in the media it alerts her phone like she is just i mean she's got a skill at that you know but she her whole character is around getting jefferson back even her parents are and this is what like this isn't planned for her life like she enrolled into a school a private a girl's school where the princesses went to school just so that she could like meet the princesses and thus meet jefferson yeah like her whole life and her whole character is jefferson and getting back with jefferson and i almost feel so i almost feel sorry for her because what like that's a shit life right it is but also but she has so many opportunities it was very one for her like i wanted i like you're supposed to be the villain in this i i wish you had she was a shit villain i needed you to be more I, yeah, and that's the and that's what the story lacked. I really that was my issue. Is the story was just what forty two chapters of people bitching. Yeah, it was like it was um, yeah, there was not like an event. There was not like there a, was no event. Like I was, was ready for like, like kidnapping or a blah, blah, blah. I mean, these people have you know they're royal, literally royal. And like, they have, you know, armed forces at their fingertips, but nothing. There's no, there's no plot twist. There's yeah. no, no event. Mm-hmm. Like I just, I, and I, I'll get into what I was hoping, oh, not right. hoping, but I expected to happen. But so we meet Daphne. So and she's, she's done, whatever. Yeah, so we're yeah. at the so queen. Daphne ball. also references, just so you know, oh. that graduation party. So she, like she, does. she mentions the graduation party and, and, so Something the night after the the day after the graduation party, Jefferson breaks up with her, and the night of the graduation party, she sees Jefferson with another girl, like making out and doing stuff, but she doesn't know who. And then the next day, he breaks up with her. So that's all we know about the graduation party so far. Right. But we don't know who it was, and so ever since so then, she's been like, "What happened?" Trying to get him back. So now we're at the Queen's we Ball. The Queen's Ball. Right. And um, uh, Sam kind of does late. First of all, she shows up late because that's just the way she goes. So she's like the complete opposite of Beatrice on purpose. Mm -hmm. Beatrice is like always, you know, she's going to be the queen. So she's got her shit together. Sam purposely is like the opposite of that. Yeah. And so she's just kind of doing her own thing. She's late. She's talking to a guy. Uh, His name is Theodore Teddy. And um, most of the guests are moving into a throne room because there's like a knighting ceremony where her sister Beatrice and her father are going to be knighting people. And, you know, she's supposed to intend to that. But instead, because she's the rebel, she ends up in a closet with Teddy. And like, it's nothing. It's all the whole book. We know is that Teddy is in Beatrice's binder of men. He's going to be the Duke of Boston someday. 
But Teddy doesn't know he does. Teddy doesn't know why he's at this party. He doesn't know that he's there to meet Beatrice. So he, he ends up in the closet with Sam. They share a kiss. Sam falls in love yeah. with one kiss. One, she's all of a sudden like all one about kiss, Teddy. and this is this is her future, I'm, and this is the man for her. And she's obsessed with him, which yeah. I did, which I didn't. So after that, yeah, after their like five minute conversation, and then a little bit of a makeout session in the cloakroom. She's just like all about him. Yeah, I did she's not like, understand she has, that. She has picked she, out her wedding colors. She's like obsessed with him. Um, so we go to Beatrice, and she's like in a separate room because she had a change from you know the the cocktail hour to the nighting ceremony. Yeah, she has to change her change. outfit because she changes that. And um, when she's finishing up changing, her personal guard comes in there just to check on her and his name is Connor and so she's having a little um, bit of a freak out because uh, she's yeah she's like thinking about she doesn't like, want to meet these men oh my god I have to meet these boys. dudes yeah these these young men slash boys and so she's having a little bit of like a, a moment right so she's a, she had cleared the room and then a knock and it's Connor she calls him in and she like Oh, relaxes, and we're like, oh, why did you relax? Who's this guy? Hmm. Yeah, well, you know what, though, the way she described him when she walked out of the meeting earlier, when her father called her back in, I knew I was just like, there's something there, there's something there. But lo and behold, in this, uh, and when she's having a costume change, she's already changed again. Whole books PG. They end up sharing a little disappointing because there were a couple, a couple times. Um, yeah, so we learn a little bit about his Connor, that he's been her guard for a while. Um, and of and course, he's part of the Revere Guard. Yes. So. And the Revere Guard is named, they are Secret Service, but they're not called Secret Service, they're called Revere Guard. And it's like, After they are more elite. Yes, they wear, a, a, they wear they're just you know, plain dress suits or whatever, and they have a little lantern in honor of um Paul Revere, but the uh, Revere Guard is more elite, more powerful, more training than even Navy SEALs. Like Connor is, he can kill people with his bare hands. And I knew right away, Whitney, that this was my favorite. I mean, he's not even a narrator character. This is my favorite character. You give me a strong alpha tattooed man of age, and I uh, my panties drop. I am like, this is my character. I know. This is my bad boy, my rugged, handsome, alpha murder people. Love it. Oh my gosh! Like, and in fact, every time. I would finish a Beatrice chapter. I was like, oh, I gotta listen to Daphne bitch and Sam no. complain. I just like get back to Beatrice and Connor so they can have sex. I know, but of course they don't. Because this book is. <laughs> I know. It's just like please. I know. Um, I know there were a couple so, times where I was like, damn this YA nonsense. And there's even times where they imply there was sex, and they're like, you know, what I mean, because like people spend the night in each other's rooms, and da, 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 and they're like. And we're we're doing st- they're, you know then even like they're like having an internal monologue and they're like you know but we're not doing but everything I don't, yeah, yet exactly. you're just like nah. I actually have stop I think the only you're person- 21 22 yeah. years old stop talking like that I actually think the only person who has sex who is confirmed is Daphne which was and my- she's the youngest one and because mm-hmm. I don't even think she's of age and or if she is she's 18 maybe well, but she's she- a senior in high school. But she could be the, 17. Well, and she's like the bad girl, right? And so she's the one that's had sex. And that was my one complaint with this of like, 
I don't like that you're like, well, the only one is the villain and she's the only one having yeah. sex. One, yes, she's the youngest. Two, Beatrice is like 22, right? She's graduated right. Harvard. She's probably 22-ish in the ballpark there because I think she's three or four years older than the twins. And, and, and it like, just perpetuates that like sex is bad exactly. and you have to and sit. Like, no, just, no. Beatrice should be getting some... So yes. I was I was a little because, peeved about that because Connor is hot. Yeah. And spoiler alert, we'll get there. But her and Connor end up hooking up. But they still don't even have. He sleeps in her bed. Listen, people. He's she's he sleeps in her bed every night for months. Yeah. And they do not have sex. I'm calling bullshit. I call bullshit. Call bullshit. Bullshit. Why? Mm, no. 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 We're skipping no. ahead. Sorry. So, yes, so I found that a little off-putting. We're, like, the only one to confirm to out-and-out out say having sex. It was nasty, and it was a bad, for, yeah, that, nah, I don't appreciate that. And, honestly, okay, I could believe Beatrice's character not having sex because she's, she is, you know, been tailor-made from birth to be the queen. So, okay, I'll accept, I, I don't like it, but I will accept it. But there's no way Wild Child Sam oh, has not she, had sex. Yeah. That and her that's just that's just a miss for that character. That girl, she's a wild child, but she's virtuous. No, no. like it doesn't match up. She's had sex. You know what I mean? She's had sex. Yeah. Faux show. She's had sex. And like so that so that aspect and other aspects too. Like are what are some of the things I just really. I, and I hate to say it, I kind of feel like an ass. Things I disliked about the book, because the book, the idea, like the the plot and this thought of like kind of rewriting history, like literally rewriting history, is such like a a cool idea. It's something fresh and new. I haven't really seen this this idea before. You know, it's a different you know thought, and it's just like it it could have been so much more. Like the story could have went in so much better ways, and it was just it just wasn't. It was just lukewarm and like you know flattened soda when it could have been awesome does that make sense to you all right we got to jump back on track here we are diverging Sorry. too much we'll sum That's up okay. the end um all right so we learn about connor and beatrice and how he became her guard he's been her guard for a while they didn't hit it off at the beginning um and then uh what kind of broke the ice. He went, she had to go to an art museum for an assignment and they kind of started chatting about the art and things like that. Um, and then um, after that, he, he kind of like warmed up to her. And ever since then, then they've been more chummy and she feels like he's kind of the only person she's sort of real around. So that was really sweet. It's only, yeah, it's her um, first and only real friend. Because yeah. he was with her through college and yeah, everything. Yeah, all of college. Like, um, and so it was, like, really sad and really sweet at the same time. Because they're like, oh, that's the only person you feel, like, comfortable around. Sweet. Mm-hmm. Also very sad. Um, so, yeah, so that was what happened there. Um, so then she kind of gets her shit together, goes back out to the ball and is like, okay, now I have to go meet these other humans and I have a super big crush on you. So, yay, fuck me. Um, and most of these guys that she meets are just, they're, oh, you know, I, I picture them as like really greasy used car salesmen. Yeah. Like they're just like, they're just braggadocious. They're just... Well, my family has X, Y, and Z. And, like, one guy, like, his parents are really into, like, winery. They are not really into They have a winery and all this stuff. And she's, like, you know, trying to be, like, a di you know, diplomatic about things. Like, oh, like, agriculture is very important. He's, like, oh, 
wi- creating wine is not agriculture. It's an art. Yeah. And it's just like, like okay, okay. okay. You know? Calm down, Skippy. And they're just, I'm thinking about the, like, they're all just like really full of themselves. And they're just, and a lot of times she's like, when she's meeting him, like she's like dancing with him on the dance floor. And you just, they're just kind of scuzzy. Yeah. So. Just like, mm, I'm um, thinking. Yeah. And they're just, oh, they're just overselling it. And so the last one in her on her list is Theodore Teddy. Yes. And he asked her he asked her to dance, and she just says, "Actually, could we just sit down and talk?" And that's what they do. And he's just, and he really you like he doesn't think he has a chance. Like he just like all these other people here, all these other guys are have so much more to offer than he does. And so he's just you know you know it's just like a formality for him. And plus. Like, he didn't know originally why his parents were taking him to this ball. Yeah, like, they threw out him last minute of, like, oh, by the yeah. way, yeah, you kind of made a short list as, like, possible king. Okay, bye, go talk to her. So, yeah. he's like. And he finds this out after he makes out or kisses Sam in the closet. Yes. So, so he talks to me, and they just have a really nice conversation, and she's at ease. And it turns out that he's, Teddy is actually, like, a really nice guy and he's the first one to actually ask about her and how she's doing and like hey I just heard about what you have to do I heard about your you know like you have yeah to and like the absurdity guys. of what's happening like and then knowledge of it and he's like so do you have like a binder because that's what my parents would do she's like oh my god I do um and so they just have a nice chat uh about just kind of the silliness of this and just about life in general and um, and she she feels comfortable around him, and she actually invites him to a musical theater. Yes, the theater. It's the very theater. royal. Would you come the to theater. the opening of a musical? Blah blah blah. Um, and he accepts, of course, because you don't turn down the future queen of America. Because you know that's a bitch move. He basically doesn't have a choice. Like he's just going. Exactly. And she kind of after after afterwards, like in hindsight, when she's kind of reflecting on it, she realizes that. Like, they're going to go out in public together, like, on display. And she kind of realizes, like, well, maybe that wasn't the best, like, first date idea. But too late now. Yeah. So while that's going on, Nina is out about in the party, kind of walking around. Sam runs into her and is like, hey, so I, like, uh, just ran into a hot guy and made out with him in a coat closet. And Nina's like, yep, that sounds about right. Um, cool. Good for you. And, uh, and so Nina's like, ah, this is a little much for me. I'm going to step out for a little bit. So she steps out onto the terrace, and then Jeff, Prince Jefferson, uh, pops out there to talk to her for a little bit. Uh, and he's like, oh, yeah, remember we used to, like, you know, sneak out here and watch the fireworks when we weren't old enough to come to this ball, blah, blah, blah. And she's kind of acting a little squirrely. Well, then we realize, because she has this little, like, memory flashback of uh the graduation party and it turns out she's the girl that he was making out with and so she's pretty peeved with him because turns out she and jefferson hooked up no not naughty all the way hooked up because no one else does that she spends the night she spends the night in his bed but they don't and they just make out they just make out um and then he uh, fucks off the next morning, and he doesn't reach out to her the whole time he's been gone for six months. Dick moved, Jefferson. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so she's pissed about that, rightfully so. 
Um, And then we also find out in this flashback, or like from them talking, that that same night, a girl named Hamari fell down the stairs at the palace. And so that is also this like mysterious event that happened. Um, Daphne has mentioned this as well. And it looks like like people are involved and we don't know how yet. Um, so her yeah. and Jeff are it's talking always vague, about it. Yeah. It's like vague statements about things. You're like, did she, did she get pushed? Did she fall? What, is someone trying to kill this bitch? What's happening? Um, well, that's not, you know what? And that was my thought. I thought, I'm like, someone someone pushed her. I was like, all right. Like, there's like <laughs> actual, like, something's gonna happen because there's a murderer in the palace. You know what I mean? Nice. Or not a murderer. Well, I mean, she was, I mean, I thought maybe someone attempted to murder her and she only ended up in a coma. Yeah. And I was just like, okay, like, there's going to be intrigue, and there's going to be, and I, like, the whole time, I'm like, someone's going to try to murder uh, Beatrice, and Connor's going to save her, and then, like, she's going to, he's going to win the heart of her parents, and everyone's going to live, like, I thought that was what was going to happen, like, that's where I thought this was going, uh, it it doesn't, it goes nowhere, essentially, by the way, but we'll, we'll continue, sorry, yeah, Um, (laughs) but that's what I was thinking, like, I, like, I thought, like, there's, like, oh, there's, you know, intrigue, you know, something going on. But no. No, not that. Alas. Not that. Nope. So essentially Jeff is like, I'm really sorry. That was really dicky of me. Blah blah blah. Which I'm kinda like, oh god, eighteen year old boys, I forgot how horrible you are. Um I'm really sorry, but like uh I didn't know what I was to busy do. and I uh, and then I just was mm-hmm. like I wasn't sure if you wanted to hear from me because like uh, then stuff. Yeah, exactly. He's like, Oh so uh, And she's like, Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. And I understand. like this, and then like fireworks go off, and she's like, "Oh my god, what?" And you're like, "Um, girl, have some self-respect, but okay, fine." So they kiss, and you're sort of like, "Oh, they like each other. Oh, interesting. Kind of." Um, yeah. So then Connor comes. He walks B back to her room, and uh, what happened there? Oh, uh. Oh, B kind of tells him, isn't this where B tells him, like, what she has to do? Doesn't she tell Connor, like, I have to find a husband? And he's like, what? No, because she's not have to find a husband. At this point, she's not have to find a husband. Like, like, wants to start, wants to start looking because, you know, her parents want her. Yeah, I guess so. Wants her to find a husband, but it's not an immediate thing. No, but like, I have to start looking, I have to find, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, and he's, and he kind of gets, like. Yeah, he's like, what? <laughs> and yeah, yeah, because yeah, 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 because he's like, because he walks back to her room and she's kind of telling him because she's like, well, I invited Teddy to the the theater and he's like, what? Uh, and she's like, yeah, um, my parents kind of, you know, I need to start kind of looking, blah blah blah. And he's like, well, okay, ugh, I guess you do what you want to do, your highness. And she's sort of like, whoa, what the fuck was that? You always call me B. Don't be a dick bag. And she dismisses yeah. him from her room, which she's never done before. Yeah, and he always calls her B. He always calls her B or princess. Yeah, and like princess is not a formal term. It's like his like like, like playful name. Yeah. And she's like, well, you're okay. dismissed, yeah. bitch. And uh, and then all of a sudden there's like this explosion and he like pushes her against the wall and is like protection mode and it's like ooh super hot and like the bodyguard like Whitney and, and Kevin you're like ooh hot. and again I'm like the palace is under attack Connor's gonna save Beatrice oh, Connor's no. gonna win over Beatrice's pa- no it was just a rogue fucking firework again no action is happening there's no danger but then Everyone. he kissed. So calm down at least you it's a young adult like calm down 
but then they kiss because it's all hot and adrenaline and you're like oh yeah give me some of that YA kissing but then her dad comes in he's like are you okay he doesn't catch him kissing they already pulled pulled apart they were already a respectable distance yeah they were so nothing was suspected because Connor is very respectful he's like oh my god my job I'm so sorry and they pull apart, and then his dad, her dad comes in and is like, oh, my God, are you okay? It was just a straight firework. Don't worry. No one's trying to kill yeah. us. Yeah. And, and it comes over the intercom. It comes over um, Connor's walkie-talkie, and, like, they'd already, like, pulled apart and kissed and stuff. So Yeah. But it was a rogue, fire- it was a rogue firework. Rogue firework. So next rogue morning, firework. we're back with Sam. She's obsessing about Teddy because that's what you do when you kiss one person and talk to them for five minutes. I will not... To the day I am dead, understand Samantha's obsession with Teddy. I, I, like, I did blurp, blurp, blurp a little bit of this book because I was super busy. So, you know, you'd like skim a little and blurp, 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 blurp. And I was like, did I yeah. miss something really important? I went back and, like, read spots. I blurp, blurp, blurp. blurp. No, 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 I did not miss anything. I cannot understand why she yeah, is so attached to him. There is nothing in here yeah. that is like, yes, I understand why you feel so attached and so entitled to a relationship with this man. So she's obsessing about him. She comes down the stairs and she runs into her dad and she ends up going on a run with her dad. And this is the point too. And this is where like, she's like, Oh, as I'm running, I noticed that dad looks, he looks like he's aged many years and I haven't noticed it. He looks, you know, so different. And you're like foreshadowing, foreshadowing. It was like a giant, it was a giant neon sign. Like we could have done better but whatever you know it's like an, it never mind doesn't matter but um so they, she runs with her dad they have a good conversation um they get back and Beatrice is usually the one who runs with dad but they apparently just left her behind so she runs in she runs into them like as they're coming back and you know he mentions like oh great job last night um awesome work like proud of you for pimping yourself out to all these random dudes and I think it was very smart of you to invite Teddy uh, or Theodore, you know, to um, the musical. The musical. And Sam is kind of like, She's what? like, Teddy? What? Teddy? What? Teddy? what? Teddy? Teddy? She like, she like and internally so loses mad. her ape shit mind. And you're yeah, like, she's her with her sister. And her sister puts her in her place and she was like, Sam, what are you worried about? No one's asking you to get married. And Sam's like, and it kind of like, again, here's a point where if, Half of the book would have been a third of the size it was if these two bitches would have had a fucking conversation and discussed their shit right then and there. But no, they don't. And we just go back to bitching. Well, yeah. So, yeah. <sighs> Sam loses her mind about, like, what are you inviting Teddy for? I can't believe it. And you're like... She thinks, like, it's her sister being, like, vindictive and, like, only cares about herself. And why would she want Teddy? And, it's and you're just, like... Literally, she has no idea you made out with Teddy, first of all. Also, right. you literally just made out with this guy. You have no claim. Like, what is wrong with you? Ugh. She's also like, how dare he? Like, of course he, like, wants to go to her from me because everybody likes Beatrice more than me. She's got serious middle child issues that she just really yeah. needs to work on. And it gets really old. She just, I really did not like her. She just starts, she just constantly is like, everyone likes Beatrice and no one likes me I'm just the spare and no one needs me ever and you're like I'm not getting that from anybody 
This is all internally yeah. your problem. You need to calm your the fuck them. down. You can't be queen. Everyone's giving her queen lessons, but you could be deciding to do other things, but you're the one deciding to dick off. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. That was, I think that was my thing, is, like, she has the best scenario possible. Like, she has all of these opportunities at her feet that she could pursue and no responsibility. Yeah, you don't have and to be queen, just, but you could go do amazing things. she's just still bitches. Yeah. She's still unhappy, and she has all the opportunity in the world and none of the responsibility. You get to be fucking like, no one Merkel, bitch. Like that's the she best. Can, exactly. She could, you know, she could potentially she could marry whoever she wants. She could study whatever she wants. She could go to whatever events and be part of whatever companies or 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 charities. She could do whatever she wants, and no one's asking her to like sacrifice anything to do these things. And she's still unhappy yeah. because her sister's going out on a date with a dude that she kissed in a closet, and no one knows. And and Beatrice's character is so, like, family-oriented and so, like, wants to do and what she's a people-pleaser to a fault that I promise, I promise that if Sam would have talked to her, Beatrice would have understood and would have picked one of the Because she had, I mean, she would have just picked another guy because she had no, like, she wasn't attracted to Teddy. She didn't have any, like, attraction to him. He was just he was the most tall. The nicest one. Yeah, he was the most tall. He was the he was the shiniest turd in the folder. Okay. Exactly. Like he was a nice one who who like talked to her about other things. Yeah. So yeah. So, she was uh, Exactly. Exactly. Well, so then uh we get a little bit of Daphne being bananas, yeah, no one cares. She's just being more vindictive and crazy. She talks, she goes and visits her friend in a coma, uh, but we don't learn anything. So blah, blah, blah. And then we go to Nina. She's working in the library. She gets a call from Jeff and he invites her to go on a date to some fancy Mm -hmm. sushi place. And it's super too fancy. And she's like, I'm sorry, this is too fancy. Like he buys out the whole restaurant. It's just them in the restaurant. And it's like super fancy. Yeah. It's yeah. I'm like, what 18 year old is doing this? Like, goddamn, Seriously. And then I, again, reminded myself, these are fucking 18 year olds. But, so, mm. but big gesture. And this is that like a big gesture like that reminded me of Gossip Girl. Yeah. yeah. It was very, it was very like. Like very young kids doing really grown-up things. Like, not only in sexual, I mean, like... No, just like, what are you doing? You know, it's yeah, it's just like, ugh, this doesn't match the your, you yeah. know. So she has to take them to, like, Wawa and a taco place and... Uh, Basically, yeah. yeah, they go to, like, a taco place and then, like, a... like a. I almost would think of it as, like, a UDF. It's like a Girl, convenience no, store. I'm sorry, stop, stop. You do not oh. know Wawa. I spent time in Philadelphia for grad school. Wawa. Oh, awesome. let's go. So just okay. stop talking about Wawa. Oh, okay. Wawas are cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So just don't. But it's not a fucking UDF. Shut your face. Um, it is. No, it's not. How dare you? I'm sorry. It's the one thing in Philadelphia that I liked. So. Okay. Don't even talk so they get a milkshake at the Wawa slash UDF place. Not a UDF, you stupid. Oh, my God. Don't call me stupid. I called you no, no, don't call me stupid. That's like saying someone's crazy. You're insulting me. You know what? Use better words. You stupid. 
we will go just to a Wawa. I won't go to anything else in Philly because I have beef with Philly. But we will go to a fucking Wawa. Uh, we both have beef with random city. I have beef with Atlanta. Yeah. I would I call it random. With though. Philly. Um, so yeah, they, they go on this date. It's cute. Like, it's a cute little date. They have cute banter and blah, blah, blah. She tells them about, like, Wawa milkshakes with double M&Ms are her thing when she's, you know, feeling crappy, blah, blah, blah. Um, I like at least her character's consistent with the M&M thing. Like, that's, that's true. true. Why do you even think about that? Good job. Um, so then uh, we have the musical, right, I think. My notes kind of peter yeah, out. Yeah, and the musical... Okay, and like the musical is based on a queen who um, it just hits it just hits really home. Yeah, it it hits really close to home for um, what Beatrice is going through, and she you know she storms out not because they're in like a box. She storms out, and of course Connor goes after her, and you know mm-hmm. they have another little moment, but then. Theodore comes and you know he's good and he's nice and I love that you say it that way. He's actually like a really decent person and Melissa's like yeah, Fuck you, you decent human. <laughs> but Sam's there and Sam's acting like a little brat. She's like Teddy's here and he's a dick and so is my sister. She's being a brat. I was just annoyed because he interrupts the moment with Connor. Again. I know he Connor. did. He interrupts military muscle alpha. Tattooed, big, strong, my kryptonite. <laughs> like, I'm going to book about Connor. I know. I know. The second one, maybe, will be called Connor. Um, <laughs> yeah, so so B gets very emotional about the musical. And, uh, yeah, Connor comes after her, has a little moment with her. But then Teddy interrupts so rudely. Um, Teddy, the, the cock nice guy, the cockblock Teddy. <laughs> It's on the scene. Goddamn cock block. Cock block Teddy. Um, and then let's see here. And everything's fine. Yeah. And then uh, they realize, or you know, because because the date went so well, um, Beatrice's parents again. Her parents are the king okay. and queen of America. Yeah. Um, they take it upon themselves to invite Teddy to, um, which is essentially like a private family vacation over New Year's Eve. Without talking to Beatrice, they just do it. They just invite her. Yeah. Or invite him to their thing. Like, and she's kind of like, you're coming to tell your ride to ski. And she's like, uh, okay. And tell her ride is like in the uh, Rocky Mountains. So they're, they're like, it's a, it's a distance away. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So they kind of make this declaration. Um, they make it in front of both B and Sam. Uh, and so they both protest, of course, because now Samantha just has decided, I just can't be around either of them. It's just too painful because I've spent five minutes with Teddy and therefore I love him. And Beatrice, what a bitch. So, um, and Beatrice is like, this is moving too fast. This is too much. I just, I, you know, because she's realized that her feelings for Connor are very strong. Uh, right. And originally, like, her parents approached her as in, like, you know, just see if you like any of these guys. If not, we'll move on and da-da-da. Like, it's just a casual thing. And then it's a date, and it's, like, he's coming on family vacation, and they're, like, really trying to push this along. And in that time, we we don't... 
we don't we don't see it as a reader. We don't see this happening. It's just more talked about when they're at Telluride that like, oh, they went to several events together and, you know, have been photoed by the press. And the press is very excited about this new couple. Like, and it was just kind of got out of control. And this was never what she wanted. And it's not how her parents approached the situation initially. Yeah. So, um, so, every, so everybody goes to Telluride. Except and, for Beatrice and Connor. Yeah. Because... Beatrice wanted to go to one other event first, and was there was a, it was to make sure that she could go go later, go yeah. the following day, and she got to spend time with Connor a little bit, um, and and it, she like and it made sense too that you know well the king and then the heir can't ride on the same plane, which is I mean yeah just, if a meteor know. hits it then both of them are out, <clears throat> who rules you know so. Connor and B are flying out a, a little later, and a huge snowstorm hits, and so they have to get grounded um, a couple hours away from Telluride, and the blizzard is so bad that they have to stay at a, um, like a, a cottage. Like, they can't drive into Telluride, um, so they're going to be delayed. And things have been not so good since um, the, the ball and stuff, because he knows now that she has yeah. to look her husband and there's been tension. So they, they get snowed yeah, in. Yeah, she just out of her room. Yeah. And, and it's like this really tiny cottage. It's just like a hunter, hunter, hunter cottage kind of thing. So it's like, okay, basically just like one room. And you're like, oh, I wish this wasn't young adult because there'd be sexy times. Hmm. Uh, like She built a fire because her grandpa taught her and she yay. wants to be able to actually do something. And they just have a conversation, and everything loosens up, and then her stomach growls, and he makes her pasta. Very cute. And Very they don't cute. ever eat the pasta, though, because then they just start talking, and they make out. Whatever. Yeah. But again, it's implied that they have sex, but then you realize, like, oh, well, they haven't done anything. And then they just... But during this, like, this this big old cottage makeout sesh, um, don't they say I love you now? Doesn't that come up? I think so. I think it does. They like air it out. They yeah. say like all their feelings for each other because of how much they love each other and blah blah blah. Yeah, profound like I love yous come um, later on before she goes and talks to her father in the study. But I think they kind of talk about they they both have they really they have like, like they very yeah. serious adult feelings blah blah blah. So it's really sweet. Um, and then. They end up going to Telluride, obviously, and not much happens for them there because they're and surrounded by people. Right. And while on Telluride, like, Daphne crashes there. Like, her family rent a place there. And when and Daphne, this is the first time you kind of get a little bit in-depth in, like, Daphne is, um, like, she talks about the outfit she's wearing and how great she looks. And no one would know that she watched this outfit as on the store online for months, waiting for it to go on super sale. And it's the first time you realize that, like, oh, maybe that's some of the motivation behind what she's doing. Like, her family doesn't have a lot of money anymore. Because then there's more references later on. But that's the first time she kind of references, like, money and being an issue. Yeah, well, her family, like, whatever, they, I forget what they are. Not They're not, like, Dukes and stuff. But, like, they're newer title. They're not, like, old title. They're not, they're not like other people are. Right. Um, so, yeah, Daphne shows up because she, again, is determined to get Jefferson back. So she, like, literally is stalking the, like, hills and mountains that they all ski on and ski stuff. On. 
Jefferson's best friend Ethan has also gone there, and Ethan and Daphne have a history. We find out that Ethan and Daphne have, have again, Daphne's the only character that's had sex, and it's with Ethan. We find out that Jefferson's best friend. Jefferson's best friend, yes. And Ethan you, is, like, always around. He's always like, Daphne, what are you doing? Daphne, he's always, like, helping her get into places and, like, helping her out when she's sort of like on the fringe of something. So he's always helping her get in. And um, yeah, he's very much into her. It's kind of weird. Um, but he's also like willing to help her get Jefferson back, even though he clearly is like, I have a thing for you. Yeah. He's just, he is a weird. So first of all, he sleeps with, you know, at the time, originally he sleeps with his best friend's girlfriend. Right. And he also like helps her get back together, but also he's like, he's just, he's just, it's a weird character because he's also he's very loyal to Jefferson too like he really sticks up for him and other things but he sleeps with his girlfriend yeah, but then he, I, it's, weird. Just, it's just a weirdly developed character I'm sorry very weird. it doesn't even make sense um, so at Telluride 2 before B comes back um, Teddy and Jefferson and B all go skiing and B kind of like I mean Sam and Sam crashes and blah 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 she's fine so her and Teddy wind up in a hot tub just kind of like talking and they have a conversation and he basically is like, you know, you could. I only said yes to your sister because you can't like, I only agreed to this because you can't say no to her. Exactly. And like, and like when I kissed you, I didn't know that I was there to meet your sister. I would not have done that. So he tells her like, uh, I, I didn't know I was there to meet her. I have to because my family, we are like going to lose everything. You know, he tells her all this stuff about their finances and stuff like that. And essentially of like, um, and, you know, you, you like downplay yourself. You could do so much more. You're essentially like you, what Melissa said, like you could study, you could do whatever you want. You could, you could be this wonderful role model because people look up to you. Like, I, yeah, you could go to school, you could do whatever it is you want. I wish you would just, you know pick what you're passionate about essentially. So he kind of has this talk with her. That's very much a like, believe, like believe in yourself. I believe in yourself. I think you're really great. I wish you would do. I wish you would too. Um, Cause people are watching kiss. you and they kiss. Um, so it's really sweet. And he, you know, essentially like I, I will never regret the kiss we had. I think you're wonderful, but I, you know, I have told your sister I would marry her and, and I will, she's my queen as well. Blah, blah, blah. Um, no, 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 no. They're not, they're, they're not engaged yet. Well, no, but, like, he's going to pursue. But he knows what that is. He knows yeah. that this is what the point is. And, like, whatever right. she needs me, I will do. So, um, but, again, I'm like, you guys have had, like, one conversation. I don't understand what – I don't understand the chemistry between them. So, no. um, anywho. No. Um... Yeah, so I feel like that's tell you. Oh, New Year's Eve happens at Telluride. Oh, uh, Daphne realizes that Jefferson is dating yeah. um, Nina. Uh, Nina, and she like decides that she's gonna break them up. Yeah, so that's her new plan. Her and Sam kind of get drunk, which is weird because Sam hates Daphne, but eh, they do anyway. And Ethan, and Ethan, he, Ethan gets her into the party because she wasn't on the list, and she was or gets Daphne in, and she was like stupid drunk, and he gets her out without the media seeing her. Like yeah. again, he's helping her. It's very, it's he, yeah, 
If it wasn't for Ethan yeah, helping, she wouldn't. Her plans wouldn't go off quite as well. So fucking right. Ethan. Yeah, and she's like, you're a shit friend for your for your like you act like he's your best friend and he does so much for you and it just man no no. But um, and like her and Ethan like have like a genuine real moment on the dance floor. You know, like you can tell that he cares for her. Like there's a genuine moment and he cares for her, but she does she dismisses it. She doesn't care. Because he isn't Jefferson. He's not the prince. Yeah. She is a sociopath. So everyone goes home. And um, uh, Beatrice kind of carries on her, her, you know, behind the scenes with Connor. Yeah. Um, He's spending the night in the room. Yep. Yep, spends you know all this time with her, and then kind of at the same time, two big things happen. First is um, a reporter follows Jefferson and Nina, and they take pictures of them outside of her dorm room. And she, you know, she looks like a college student. She's not dressed up, and they post pictures. And then all this hate is happening, and no one likes her. Everyone likes Daphne. The you know the media doesn't understand all these like hate comments, and she's not sure what she should do. And the media is following her, and she ends up at home with her mom, like, kind of waiting it out. And kind of at the same time, uh, Beatrice is spending all this time with Connor, you know, every night he's in her bedroom, and they, they, this is where they kind of profess their love to each other. I love you, I love you, I love you. Like, you know, I'm going to figure this out. We're going to make this work. You know, you're who I want, da-da-da. And then uh, she is summoned to her dad's um study and uh he kind of talks to her about like her future and you know what what she's thinking about and stuff like that and that he really wants her to move forward with getting married because he is dying he has stage four lung cancer and um you know he wants you know a husband by her side to help support her and help the american people accept her as their queen and he uses and i, I this is a part where i just get so frustrated is he uses his dying like she says i don't want to i'm not ready and like i can do this like you i've been raised to be the queen like i don't have to have a husband by my side i can do this and so he plays a card which i think is a it's so it's so mean he plays the card as in well i would i want to walk you down the aisle before i die so he basically guilts his daughter into a to get married yeah i I hate that and they talk about i will say this is a part two i believe this is where it was it's one of my favorite lines in the book actually it's just kind of funny like it was what they're talking about like her dad's coronation and the process and everything and that typically coronate and it's not even in like a flashback part but the coronation and other part other monarchs coronations take place in a church and they're crowned by um a religious person but not in america america uh, uh american monarchs crown themselves like they don't have a priest or someone to crown them they crown them and i thought that's the most american thing i can think of like you know because in this book like you know how slavery was abolished stuff like that like history has changed a little bit but it was such an american statement like american monarchs crown themselves i was just like I like yeah. it. I kind of like it. Like, it's ballsy, and it's kind of like, yeah. And I was like, that's a very American thing to say. <laughs> like, I don't need someone else to do it. I do it. And I just picture, like, you know, I'm fine. I'm king. Pick up the crown, put it on my head. Let's move on. And done. All right. Lunch? Cool. 
So, um, yeah. So basically, Beatrice agrees yeah. to. And she, and here's the thing, because she's gonna, she's the, uh, you know, the royal. She has to propose to Teddy. Yes. And so, kind of like it kind of just goes into that. And again, she doesn't have. And this is where she's just. She's just left Connor in her bed to like, I love you, I love you, I love you. Yeah. We're gonna make this work. And then, and then next, she's agreeing to marry Teddy. And <clears throat> she has all these opportunities to explain it to Connor. But she doesn't. Mm-mm. So they move forward. Um, she proposes to Teddy. Um, she says, "Don't tell anyone. Don't you know, don't tell anyone, but our you know our immediate family. I don't want anyone finding out. But really, she doesn't want Connor to find out. So she's just not being fair to people either. But she doesn't even tell her whole family. Like Sam finds out from Teddy. So again, Sam's mad. And it's again, it's just bad communication. All these problems could be fixed if people would just." fucking have a backbone and talk to each other talk to each other and most of their issues would have been eliminated and she sets up um of course because she's engaged they have to do like a press conference and stuff she sets this press conference up on a day that connor is off like it's his day off and she was gonna tell him she wanted to tell him in person but she couldn't find him so she's gonna have a press conference so the person that you told you loved, I love you, I love you, I love you, we're going to figure this out, is going to find out that she is engaged to another man in a press conference. And he walks in on his day off, like walks into press conferences, and like kind of like looks around, sees the ring on his finger, and storms out. Because that, because people can't have a fucking conversation. This is how the person she loves, supposedly, finds out that she's engaged to another man by walking in on her with a ring on her finger. It's not ideal. Yeah. No. I know. Because people are too, like, you're going to be the queen of America. Like, the you you are going to rule millions and millions of people, and you don't have the backbone to, like, just have a conversation with the person who supposedly is your only friend, the most important person to you. Like, her backbone is like a cherry Twizzler. It just wiggles and wobbles. I know. I know. So. So. They get engaged. Um, Sam somehow, oh, because their mother roped Sam into helping Teddy go down to the vault where the crown jewels are kept. Sam, again, still pining over Teddy, helps Teddy pick out an engagement ring for Beatrice. Yeah. But before, before they pick out her engagement ring, he asks her, well, which one do you like? And she picks that out one, that one out and slips it on her finger. And, and she's like, Oh, you know, she starts, of course, thinking about things. So they pick out one for Beatrice. She puts the other ring back and um, they move on. Um, After the press conference, um, she finds Beatrice finds Connor like in the courtyard smoking, which, again, is another character miss. This guy is like, I know he's like, this man does not smoke. He is like super like fit and like fast and quick and militant. He does not smoke. And she goes out there to him, and she's like, I didn't know you smoked. He's like, only on really stressful days. And she's like, oh, okay, I understand. But anyway, he asks, like, are you seriously going to marry him? Like, I get it, because he's also like, bitch, you told me you loved me, and that we were going to figure this out, and we were going to 
make this work. And I was the most important person to you. Nothing else mattered but me. And I was going to sacrifice everything for you too. And I walk into a room and you have some other guy's ring on your finger. But it's not even some other guy's. It's actually your family's ring because you're the queen. And so she explains to him that like my father's dying and I have to do this and da da da. And he's like telling her, no, you don't. Like you, I, I know you, I know, I know Beatrice, the person, not just Beatrice, the, the, um, the heir. And like, you were raised to do this job. You can do this job. You can do this. And she's like her biggest support. Everyone else is telling her, you can't do this without a man. And this man is telling her, yes, you can. And he gets down on his knee and he doesn't have a ring. And I, I like this moment because I, I, I like this. Like, I don't think the ring is important. I never do. Like, you know, in relationships, like in real life. Like, the ring is not important. He gets down. He takes the ring off of her finger that, that is she, where she's engaged to Teddy and takes a Sharpie out of his pocket and draws a line on her finger and asks her to marry him. And it's just for, like, all of It's a really cute, sweet moment, right? And he's hot as fuck. <laughs> she wants yeah. uh, and so they kind of have a, a little they have a big blow up 
Uh, well, it wasn't just like it wasn't just the fact of like just expecting her to go to the ball. She's like, you just told me I was going. You expect me to go, and then when we get there, you ditch me to go make out with a guy in a closet. Yeah. So, a lot of airing of the grievances um, happens, and 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 Daphne, you know, is off. just somewhere scheming somewhere. Yeah, still. she's just scheming. I don't know. Um, and so later that night, um. B gets up. She she goes downstairs to try to figure out how to make mac and cheese. And Sam also is gets up. Um, and they talk a little bit in the kitchen. Um, just about this is the first time Sam explains that she likes Teddy. Yeah. So they they have this nice little sister moment. Um, they work on all the differences. Twenty chapters ago, half of this shit went in a problem. They finally have a goddamn conversation. Yeah, so so Beatrice lays out that she ends up dying. Yeah, she ends up saying the only reason I'm doing this because Dad asked me to, and because Dad is dying. And Mm -hmm. then Sam is like, "Oh shit, B, oh my god, I'm so sorry that you've been dealing with all of this shit on your own. That is horrible. Oh my gosh, wow." I'm realizing things aren't revolving around me and that, Oh wow. Things are happening. Um, and so Sam, I think with the, I think what Catherine McGee kind of tries to play off here is that Sam has a little bit of an awakening at that point. Um, yeah. I, like I kind of get it. I don't think it fully forms, but I think that's what's supposed mm-hmm. to happen here. Of like, Oh, mm-hmm. so Beatrice learns that Sam had this, more than a crush, we'll say, but eh, it feels like just a crush on Teddy. And she's like, oh, God, Sam, I'm really sorry. I had no idea. Um, if I could, I would I would not have done any of this if I knew that. But we're in so deep, I can't get, I can't, you can't do, do it, it now. Um, and then Sam is like, oh, my God, B, you've been doing so much on your own, and I had no idea. I'm so sorry. So it's a nice moment. Um, it's I find it hard to believe Sam would come to all these conclusions though, because she's kind of been a twat. So, right, it's just like I think I said too to you was like, like there's no, there's no like gray area. She goes from being like an asshole to being super supportive. Like there's no transition. It's just like she flipped a switch. Yeah, like, it doesn't seem real. Yeah, but so we're we're fast forwarding to the is it like I think it's just an engagement ball for uh, uh, Cockblock Teddy and Beatrice. I... Yes. Well, so, Nina, so first, for, there's going to be this huge ball for the engagement. Um, and so Nina has to go find a dress. Um, and in one of Daphne's, you know, schemings, she's now, instead of trying to, like, win, actively win Jeff back, or Jefferson, as she calls him, because that's not worked, now she's going to get rid of Nina. Um, so she she figures out where... I thought maybe she was going to order a hit on her, but she doesn't. So there's right. no action. So she figures out where Nina is. Uh, she's buying a dress at this shop where Daphne shops, and they all love her there because, again, all of America thinks Daphne's amazing. She's America's sweetheart. Um, and so she goes there, and they end up shopping together. And Daphne's all like, oh, it's just so hard, isn't it, being in the limelight? And says, oh, and social media is so cool. I don't, I'm, oh, I understand. I've done it all before. It's so hard. Um, and so Nina finds this dress and she, you know, gets, puts in 
whatever to be well Daphne at first Daphne tries to convince her to buy a white dress and she's like uh, I can't wear a white dress yeah and she's and Daphne you know Daphne's that was like, Daphne's first tactic I was like wow you're just a diabolical evil genius aren't you yeah. um so she like puts in for the the alterations um and then a couple days later Nina goes back to get it and we figure out that Daphne had canceled the order so her diabolical plan so her diabolical right. plan was like you'll just not have anything to wear and you can't go to the ball and somehow right. that's and like get them to break up sh- i don't understand how this is right. a plan but also like the shop was like shitty to her like they were like you know what's the problem they didn't like apologize like this person's dating the prince and like it's because of you know, how her she's portrayed in the media like the shop just wants her to leave like they don't want to help her or do anything like that yeah you know. Um, so Nina ends up going to Sam. Sam. She's just, mm-hmm. she she kind of has some realizations. I forget exactly how it happens, um, but she starts thinking about Sam and all the stuff they've done. And she's like, "Oh, Sam's not quite the shitty friend I told her. I was angry, and oh, I need to go apologize. Uh, mm-hmm. I see her tomorrow at the ball. I might as well go today and apologize." And so they end up making up, and it's sweet. Um, and there's and she helps pick out a dress. Yeah. So, um, so day of the ball comes, Nina looks better than ever. So suck on that Daphne. Uh, yeah. Her and Jefferson are happy. Beatrice and, um, Cockblock Teddy are greeting all of their people. Like, and, um, like all of the nobles line up in noble order, like Dukes and whatever's and whatever's down the line. And they're going through and they're introducing they're you know, congratulating everybody. And Beatrice is just, she just doesn't give a fuck. This is not what she wants. She doesn't want to marry, um, uh, Cockblock Teddy. And she asked for a break. And like the Royal Chamberlain guy is like, well, technically that's not supposed to happen. Trying to imply that no, she has to stay. And like, you know, cause he has a way to control the Royals without telling them no. And you know, Teddy like understand. And that's the whole process. Teddy is always super supportive. Like he just does his job basically. And he's like, it's okay. He's like, you take a break and I can stay here and talk to people. And so Beatrice just needs to, you know, just needs a break from it all. And as she, she walks out and she starts running and I'm like, She's running away. Like finally, some action, some controversy. Like you Beatrice to, grew a backbone. She's gonna to run away, but she <laughs> doesn't. Ooh. I'm holding out for action, and she runs into Connor, and Connor comes back and says, "I'm sorry, I left you. I was wrong of me. I want to be your guard, and we'll have whatever life we can create together." And she's like, "No, you can't oh, do shit. that. That's too much of me to ask." I'm going to tell, I'm going to not get married and you and I are going to live happily ever after. And, and she takes her ring off and underneath there is still from weeks and weeks ago. Yeah, it's, it's her Sharpie ring, which bitch, I'm sorry. It has, it's no, she's, she's drawing it back it. on herself. She I think she says that. that. She says that. I think she does that. She does, she does that. She's like, I can't bear not seeing it there. And she, he was like, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll come back to the guard. And she was like, I'll talk to my supervisor tomorrow. And she was like, no, just go change right now. And, um, she tells Sam and Sam, this is a weird thing. She tells Sam that she's going to break her engagement and like, why? And she's like, I'm in love with someone else. And she's like, who? And she's like, someone else. And somehow Sam guesses it's Connor. And she's like, your bodyguard. Yeah. Like, yeah, have you looked at him? He's, fine. He's the hottest person in his story. But anyway, so, and so this is weird. Sam goes, Can I tell Teddy? And Beatrice says, 
No, but then Sam gets kind of like she says has a weird face, and she like, no, I'm sorry, I don't care that Sam is in love. Yeah, be the one that tells Teddy, and Teddy's not gonna care. He's gonna be like, okay, because he's a fucking abused, kicked dog that goes along with everything. Yeah, but like Sam, you don't get to tell. But she lets him. It's very weird. Sam Sam does go and tell him, and he's just like, oh, okay. And, you know, and just says, like, not to say anything until yeah, he's like, you tell, like, well, tell their family to figure everything out. We'll and, you know, the fiance until like, it's announced. Right. And they, like, look at each other. They look at it across each other at the ball. And there is communication in their glances. And he knows that she knows. And she knows that he knows. Mm-hmm. So, anyway. So, after the ball. Everybody gets the fuck out. And- I don't know. Hold on. No, no, ball doesn't end. Not here. The ball doesn't end. We either, uh, we got to talk about Nina at the ball. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. So <laughs> Nina is in the bathroom at the ball. And she hears these girls talking about her. She's like in a stall. And they're like, oh my God, do you see what she's wearing? Oh my gosh. Who does she think she is spending Jefferson's money now? And Nina, I'm like, because the way Nina started in her in her inner monologue, I'm like, yes, like she's gonna be strong. Like, I love her. She just like busts out the stall and like he's like and like her inner monologue is like, I want to see if these girls are gonna say this to my face. And she goes out and she washes her hands and the girls just look at her and run out of the restroom. And I'm like, yes, Nina, use a strong bitch. Like stand up for yourself. You got this, girl. Like fuck everybody. And then comes in Daphne. Daphne comes in there. And Daphne like checks the stalls. They're talking. She's checking the stalls, and she locks the door, and like so no one come in. And she talks about like, oh, I'm so sorry about what happened with your dress. And Nina's like, oh, I know what happened. She's like, wait a second, Happy how do you know, know something happened with my dress? And you know, this is when she she locks the door, and then all of a sudden, you know, Daphne's her diabolical Daphne, and she's like, I did it, and I released your pictures to the media, and you're never going to be good enough for Jefferson, and I'm only good enough, and if you don't break up with Jefferson, I'm going to make your life a living hell, and I'm going to send the media after you, because I know everything, and there's stuff, and there's things, and, and, and Nina, who I thought had a backbone, because she just ran these other bitches out of the bathroom, she's like, oh my gosh, I just can't do it, and she goes to Jefferson, and she tells Jefferson what happened, uh, no, she doesn't go to Jefferson. She doesn't have a background. She goes and hides on the goddamn balcony and Jefferson comes and finds her and she tells him. And she's just like, I think Daphne's going to break us up and I think Daphne has it out for me. And he was like, Daphne's not like that. Daphne is my friend. You know, she's a good person. I've known her for three years and he, she, you know, she's like, you've known me longer and all this. Stuff. And basically they end up breaking up because he doesn't, he's like, you're being crazy about Daphne. Daphne's not like that. But also she never explicitly tells Jefferson Jefferson. The bitch just told me she did all of this in the bathroom. She doesn't tell him that. She just implies that Daphne's going to come between them and Daphne's bad and Daphne's going to screw us over. But she doesn't tell him that Daphne actually told me this. I know. She messes that whole part. uh, So bitch just locked the door and just told me she sabotaged my dress. She released my things. She knew my dorm. She knew... Like... Yeah, she's not like, no, 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 no. She just told me all of it. Oh, she breaks up with him and he's like, okay, deuces. Like, he doesn't care either. Oh, I and know. It's just he's like, so like again, are you sure? And Are you sure you can't do this? I really care about you. And she's like, I just, I don't think this is. And he's like, okay. <laughs> again, if people would just be honest, like, he's just like, okay. Well, he's such a mediocre, like, he's just a dude. 
You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I'm not, I'm like, ugh. I, I, he's, bleh. I know. So he goes to back to the ball, but like in a side room of the ball where there's a bar that never has a server and he's just like drinking by himself and Daphne comes and kicks off her shoes and starts drinking, getting drunk with him. At the end of the night, Ethan takes her home. He's in, like, there's like town cars running. And he has a town car already, and he says, oh, we'll drop you off first. And they da, 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 do da. it. They, have a moment. they go back to her house, they, they get out in the car, and then they go back to her house, and they do it. Because she's the only character who has sex. Yeah. Because she's the bad girl. Yeah. Daphne was deflowered. The deflowered diabolical Daphne. Yeah. So she wakes up in his bed. All no, right. her so bed. Back they go back to her Her bed, bed. yes. Her bed. She's right. And there's some foreshadowing. Maybe this is going to come up first. She comes up with some foreshadowing that she's never been to Ethan's house. No one has. He's never invited anyone to house. So I wonder, like, what that is, you know? Yeah. Um, he is a commoner. There's some foreshadowing so there. Maybe he's yeah. homeless. Right. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. Hmm. So back at the ball. It's at the end of the ball. And um, so people fuck off. Done. Uh, yeah. Everybody leaves. We're leaving. And she, uh, so Beatrice, Beatrice finds her says, dad. She's like, Dad. She says, Dad, can I talk to you? Listen. I love you. Uh, I, this is, I, you know, this part of the, uh, go ahead. You go ahead. I'm going to tell, I, go ahead. I feel like you're going to get on a radio. Well, uh, uh, no, not really. But what's like coming up? We're two hours in, so keep that in mind, please. Uh, no, but the coming up, the the bits that are coming up, I I skimmed through them, and I will explain why when you, when we get there. Okay. Well, so she's like, Dad, I need to talk to you. He's like, Okay, that's fine. He's like, I'm very proud of. It. He starts going, you know, I'm very proud of you, Beatrice. You've done a great job. Blah, blah, blah. She's like, Cool, that's great, but I need to tell you something. Um, I don't want to marry Teddy. And he's like, I understand. And she's like, Oh shit, this is easier than I thought. He's like. Right. We'll have them push this back six months. We haven't announced the date. It'll be fine. She's like, no, 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 no. Like, I don't want to marry him in six months. I don't want to marry him at all. I love somebody. I want to marry somebody else, and I love them. And he's like, was it, excuse me? She's like, I love my guard, Connor. He's like, Beatrice, no. She's like, what are you talking about? What do you mean, No. And so they get into this huge thing. She's like, you've told me that we could always figure out political things. There's always new ways to do things. And I know there's no precedence for this, but we could come up with a, a way to, you know, do this. And, and we'll come up with a new law and we'll, uh, we'll figure this out and blah, blah, blah. And he loves me and I love him. And her dad basically is like, Beatrice. No, we can't. There's not. And and I love you. And as your father, I don't care who you marry as long as they love you and you love them. But as the king, I can't let you do this. And it breaks my heart that I have to be these two people. Yeah. And it breaks my heart that I have to be the king and not your father in this, which was really heartbreaking, actually, to read. Yeah. And, and, and reading it, it made like... I, I actually think that Catherine McGee handled this really well because I never thought about that, but it makes sense when you're like, oh, you know what? Her dad is also two people too. Like, yeah. I'm your father and I want you to be happy, but I also am the king. And just like you also have to be the queen and I can't let you just marry yeah. to what you want. And then he also brings up of like kings and queens have done, had done this for hundreds and thousands of years. I loved someone before your mother and I had to give her up. And yeah. I lived 
and the type of love you're talking about it you know it it wouldn't let it's it's a it's a very like like shitty conversation for them to have but it was done really well and um it's a yeah. big argument um that low like my your your mother and I like we weren't in love when we got married but you know in the process of building a life and building a family like we built our love and you know it's a stronger love than anything else there is yeah and so so he's going through this and she's just like I can't believe this and then he starts coughing uh and then really really coughing and then he ends up falling over and, and he starts coughing up blood and, and then she calls for you know help and an ambulance and stuff um and so then so at this point is where I start because for what I can't watch the stuff on TV, anything where they're like CPRing, working on people. I can't watch any of that. Like, well, I just sure. can't. So at this point, like I start skimming through. So I'm just kind of like, like not reading for, I'm just saying like, when is like the medical and the, that kind of like stuff not oh, happening? Yeah. So it wasn't very long at all. Like, yeah, well, like, like the hospital stuff. So I kind of like start. Yeah. Um, so then they, so. they go to the hospital. Um, and so, like all the kids are there and the queen is there um and then nina we wake up nina in the morning wakes up. Nina, nina wakes up from like a nightmare with daphne it's stupid um and she talks to her mom and they're like you know why did you break up you and jefferson seemed really happy she tells them what happened and they're like well that daphne's a sociopath honey um but also like why are you letting this crazy bitch control your life that's dumb if you care about Jefferson, then go see him and talk to him. Um, and you should go to the hospital because you're, aren't you Sam's friend, you know, as well? Like, don't go for Jefferson. Fine, go for Sam. You need to be there. So her mom takes her to the hospital. She walks in. And as she's walking up, she sees Daphne and Jefferson come around the corner. And basically Nina becomes a big old chicken shit. She's like, I can't do it. I can't let them see me. Ugh. She can't even be there for a friend. She is like, she texts Sam. Yeah. Like, I wish I could be there. Da, 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 da. And Sam really doesn't know what's going on with her and Jefferson. She just sees that Daphne's there and Daphne's like hanging on Jefferson. And there's a point where like they go get caught. I go get tea. And like, that's a faux pas because that's an English thing. And we run our appendants from the, uh, the English, but she's drinking tea and she asked Jefferson, like, what's going on with Daphne? And he was like, I don't know, but you know, she broke up where, you know, Nina broke up with me last night and she's like, why? And she's like, he's like, I don't know. And I was like, you So, yeah, so Nina chickens out um, and then Daphne's there and she's like, <laughs> yay, it worked. Um, that was easier than I thought. And then uh, Beatrice, they're, wasn't talking about they're waiting that. for, you know, news. Their da her dad is in intensive care. Um, they get news that he, you know, she can go in and, and see him. And he wakes up for a little bit and talks to her and, and is like, you know, I love you and I'm really proud of you. She's like, Dad, you're going to be fine. Don't talk this way. He's like, yeah, yeah, I know, I know. I'm just thinking. I want to just tell you, um, you know, mm -hmm. trust your gut do what you think is right listen to your family and the people you trust um you know i trust you and i believe in you you know all these very fatherly advice things um and then um has a little sleep and so b leaves the room gives her mom some t um or her grandma some time i think with him or something yeah. and then yeah and then so her mom 
and then her sister and brother decide to go outside and see like people because everyone is very upset of course so they go outside to kind of greet like people shut down like yeah like tv isn't even running like everything, everything is, is shut down so they go outside to greet people and yeah. just kind of see people and they're outside greeting people and talking and and as they're outside the doctor comes out and then connor looks at b and he just goes oh b I'm so sorry. I'm so, so sorry. And then his mom kneels or bows to her and says, your highness. And then the whole crowd bows to her. And then the book ends. So her dad died. And that's where the book ends. So I know, I knew it. I know, I'm reading this book and I'm like, I know, like, you know, just for other things, I know it's a trilogy. I know it's going to land in a cliffhanger. And it's just like, and I, I you know, nothing against this author because the way she like her writing is great but this story lacks substance but i have to read the other two books like oh yeah i have to know what happened like i will definitely read the others because i need to know like what's gonna happen particularly enjoy this book like this was this was a like i would have read i would have read the book no matter what but i wouldn't have read this book in a couple of days this would have been a book that i read like for a little bit here and there and read other books and come back to this book. Just, you know I mean? I would have gotten through it. I've never not finished yeah. a book. I don't think, but I just, but I mean, we plowed through it because we had to, it wouldn't have been one that I plowed through so quickly yeah. if I didn't have and to. It was, just, it was just, okay. Now there is a part two at the kind of, and it just kind of broke me a little bit. Um, when, so, cause they go, they go to the hospital from, from basically the ball, like all the ladies are still in their ball gowns. And, you know, shortly after they're there, they arrive, like their, you know, their handlers or whoever have bring duffel bags for them to change into. And this is a time, um, Sam, she's the narrator and she's talking about like, you know, she was hoping for like sweatpants or whatever, but it's still like a sweater and like, you know, like nice clothes. Cause you know, images are always important. And she's like, and as I was getting dressed, I tried to ignore the black dress and the black heels at the bottom of the bag, just in case we have to leave the hospital in morning. Yeah. And I was just like. Like that just sucks to to mourn publicly. Like I don't know what I know. I don't hate to sound like it's coming back to this. Like oh, I'm a widow, but to like mourn, I couldn't imagine having to mourn publicly. Oh, yeah. Like that's uh, sick. it's kind of gross, but yeah. But yeah. So that was American uh, American widows, American royals. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, there's some widows in there now too. But yeah. So all in all, the book is not a bad book. No. The writing is really. Writing's really good. I really like, but the the there the like I wish it wasn't a YA book. I wish it had. I don't even really care about the sex, right? It's just it's it's that the relate because it's a YA book. The relations in here are not. They're not. They don't fit the characters. And like we've already talked about, we don't like that Daphne's the only person that has sex and she's the bad yeah. person and sex um. is bad. Like I don't like that image. But I really do like, and this is the first time I've ever really like, I, I was, I've come across the story as like kind of rewriting history. Um, I did some of the things I don't like that, like, you know, like I really like, you know, Abraham Lincoln, you know, and like he doesn't exist. I mean, he exists, but he doesn't, I mean, we don't talk about him. You know, it's, it's another, it's another person who abolishes slavery. Like, you know, all the credit, some of like very significant points in, um, in history are like kind of like washed over by other things. And another thing kind of talking about slavery is there's a conversation. I don't remember where, but there's a conversation with Beatrice and her father about slavery. And she's like, Oh, I wish I could just erase that time period. And he's like, no, no, you don't do not ever say that. He's basically saying that like, don't, don't ever try to like rewrite history and don't ever think you just want to get rid of history. Like 
you're doing it a disservice to do that, but you have to learn from history. And that's, that's what our job is, is to learn and to make better choices than people before us. I thought that was kind of a cool way of saying it, but that's the book. What did you think of the book overall, Whitney? Um, I, I really do like Catherine McGee's writing. I think it's easy to read. Um, but yeah, I wish there was more, um, things that happen, more events that happen because all of the yeah. all of the stuff that happens in the book is like relational teenager angst. yeah it's relational it's teenager ink stuff which I do love young adult but I don't always read the, this type of young adult like I'll read yeah. young adult that has more more events more action more stuff going on so I haven't read one like this like we said earlier in a long time and I'm like oh and I remember why because it usually pisses me off so uh, like I almost wish the characters were like the ages of like say the um the daughters and like Downton Abbey like a little bit more mature young women yeah like early twenties like, a little more uh, a little more like realistic you know yeah so just my um and I wish that Daphne like I wish the villain had just been I wish Daphne was more villain. I wish she had been ruthless like I yeah like, I just wish I wish there had been like. Um, wish a Russian like, spy or a kid. Yeah. Like, I just wish there had been some villain to like be aghast and root against because, like, just some like crazy 17 year old who wants to be a princess. I'm just like, that's like the villain. Um, yeah, so or like some like. Or like some like even if it's like a backstory that's kind of happening behind the scenes, like you know, there's a, a duke of you know wherever that yeah, does like, not like the idea like, of like, a woman being queen. Yeah, and like you know, you know, you know, seven generations ago, you know, if you know the laws would have been changed, like his aunt would have been the queen, and now it should have been his turn, and now he wants to take his rightful place on the throne, and he's gonna put out a hit on on Beatrice, you know, just something, like, it doesn't have to be a main plot, but just, like, something kind of, like, writing in the background that just adds some depth yeah. to the story. Yeah, like, well, like, Princess Diaries 2, right, when she was going to be queen, and then they had Chris Pine's character come in and try to be like, no, I'm supposed, I would have taken that, like, a, a contesting the crown, all right, something. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, so there just wasn't, there wasn't enough of a, um, uh, in that way. Like, I, I don't like it when, when the only, when the only, like, plot point that you're fighting against is like, but I love this person instead. I'm like, I'm bored with that. Like, I need more than just like, but I want to be with this person. And so what's keeping you from that? Like, yeah. But, um, yeah. But all in all, like, it was enjoyable. And, yeah. you know. I'll, I'll read the other ones, you know. Yeah, I want to. I want to see what happens. If there's if there's going to be two more, then I'm like, okay, well, then what's going to happen? Uh, now, if there's two more, I'll probably wait till both of them are out and then read those. Yeah, like I don't. Yeah, I, I probably won't. I, I don't actually. I typically don't make a habit of reading books in a series without like most of the series done. Yeah, or all of it. I just I don't like cliffhangers, as we know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> And I knew this was going to end like that, but I was hoping we'd have some type of resolution, but we don't. No, really. You know? And I just know Connor's hot, and, you know? Yeah. You know, Connor, come find me, buddy. Come find me, Connor. All right. Uh, what is your tiny joy? Oh, my God. My uh, tiny joy. 
Uh, oh, when I was ill this week, I stayed home from work and I watched so much of uh, Billy on the Street on Netflix. Billy Eichner's YouTube thing uh, is on Netflix mm-hmm. now. And holy shit, everybody should be watching it because it makes me so happy. Um, I know some people will not like him, but I love him. So check him out. He's loud and he yells at people on the streets of New York and it's amazing. Okay. Um, my time joy. My time joy. Um, actually, here I uh, actually took your advice. Imagine that. Mm. And I actually watched. I watched just the because there's on on um Amazon Prime. It was the first two seasons yep. of uh the. You never do what I, I actually, say. I, I and I actually even bought the third <gasps> season. So I was like, oh, I want to. Um, so I really like it. I like it. I like it. And I also don't like it. I like it because it's kind of fucking hilarious. And like the zingers I love, like the, 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 I do like the zingers, but also I don't like, is it's just like, it's a constant clusterfuck of stupidity. Like everyone's just fucking dumb. And that's, I know, but it's just like, no one is as stupid. Like, come on. But it's funny. I I could do for a hot character. There's no hot character. I need a Connor. I need a hot. I need a hot Secret Service man. Yeah, no one's hot on that show. No, everyone's just okay. Oh, but I did. I really liked the. Um, I forget her name, but her like main, her main right hand lady. Oh, yeah. I didn't realize. I, I thought I was like, I knew she. I think that's who it is. I looked it up, and it's the. I forget her name, but she's from. She's the girl from My mm-hmm. Girl and Macaulay Culkin. My yeah. Girl. I was like, oh, it was one of my favorite movies when I was little. Yeah, I loved it. So, okay, All right. take us out. Well. Holy crap, we've been talking about this forever. Um, you can find us at Instagram, uh, Platonic Life Mates. You can find us on our Facebook group at Platonic Life Mates uh, Adult Lady Friends Coven. You can find us uh, on Gmail at Platonic Life Mate at gmail.com. No S on the end. We're just one mate. So send us emails. Um, you can find us on our website, platoniclifemates.com, and you can subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, on Overcast, on all the places where you listen to podcasts. Please rate and review us so that other people can find us, and uh, tag a, a picture of you and your platonic life mate so that we can see you. Um, and if we start getting people to do that, maybe we'll be able to do little giveaways and stuff. So yeah, tag your platonic life mate on Facebook and on Instagram, uh, tag them with us, of course, at platonic life mate. And we will see you next week where we will talk about the night before Christmas with Vanessa Hudgens. Cause that is going to be our friendship, uh, activity for the week. It is and that's night spelled with a K. Oh, it's gonna be yeah. so bad. Time traveling night at Christmas. So All right, we will see you guys next week. Thanks for listening to us. Bye. Bye.